Blog Talk Radio. Maybe I can be magnetic. Are you transitioning? Oh, but did we start? I think so. Welcome to the fifth anniversary. This is Austin Theory, and you're listening to WrestleCast Radio all day. Hey, hello to all my friends of WrestleCast Radio. This is Flip Gordon, and I'm very excited to introduce you to one of my favorite wrestling radio shows. Hey, what's up, guys, from WrestleCast Radio. This is Humberto Carrillo, WWE Superstar. You are listening to WrestleCast Radio. El Latino. It's in la casa, baby. Welcome to WrestleCast Radio. Hello there. This is the aerial assassin, Will Ospreay, coming from you live from the Tokyo Dome in Japan. And you are listening to WrestleCast Radio. What's going on? This is the man of the hour, Leo Rush, the 24-year-old piece of gold himself. And you are officially listening to WrestleCast Radio. Ah, shit. Time to get down, y'all. Time to get down, get funky. With your boy, Two Cold Scorpio. Get ready to open up this show live. Right here on the Cast Radio. That's right. So if y'all already don't know, now you know. This is your boy, Two Cold, and I'm ready to get funky. So everybody out there, turn it up. Let's do this. This is Wrestlecast Radio. The last 23 days, I think it's been the first since we came at you, Alex. It's been, a, it's been a hot minute, but business is normal. Blog talk stopped us last week, damn it. We came back with a vengeance. It was like 2016. Yeah, I was like, you son of a we bitch. Didn't even, we weren't even doing WrestleCast yet. It was like 2018, but back in the uh, the old SportsCast radio days, uh, definitely mm-hmm. uh, a lot of BTR refunds. So maybe we can get that for for another free month. <laughs> hey, hey! Right now they still uh, we still got four months left on that like twenty bucks since they screwed up and canceled the membership that one time. Oh yeah, uh, nice. still running that high. Only need to sell three. You need to buy shirts at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash WrestleCast. Use code Dynamite till noon, noon tomorrow. The birth, the day that yeah. one technical legend. Uh, was born. I don't know how old you, you seem like you're. You, you think you're like 25, but what are you like? Like 48? I'll be 38. Uh, Jesus, that's ridiculous. When do we get old? Remember we met each other like <laughs> when we were like 30, 29, 28. I uh, I decided that since since tomorrow I'm getting my first uh, vaccine shot on my birthday and and I very well it may get sick, may not get sick, but in the thought of oh, getting you will. sick. You have, a, hor- the, you have uh, a horrible immune system, so you will get sick. <laughs> um, I talked to my fact. district manager, and she's a terrible allergies like me, and she was actually perfectly fine. So I'm hoping that that's uh, the route that hits me. We'll see what happens. But uh, 
light of that, I was like, everything well, will I better come up Hillhouse then. See, maybe we'll see what happens. I I just was like, well, I might as well just enjoy myself tonight, and that's why I called you to see what's going on. I got some um, Hayata. I was eating mold. a king cut of prime rib in your Ooh. honor uh, while, while you were doing that. I said a I'm, prayer and shout out to to one Ryan Cook. I have uh, um, Hayana malt whiskey from Tokyo. Ooh. With uh, some ginger ale and a highball glass with a shit ton of ice, and I got a big one of the big nice. spoons to stir it. Then I'm gonna cook huh. myself a couple chicken breasts with some uh, Cajun seasoning and some tots after this. With this, uh, that that sounds like a mighty fine, a good meal, especially so you can watch this week's episode of MTV's The Challenge. Because yeah. oh boy! Now here's the question: Do I watch The Challenge first, or do I watch? Or do tenet? I watch the? Uh, no, well, I still need to watch Tenet. Damn it! You're right. Don't watch Justice League director's cut. It was like no, it's it was better than Wonder Woman like '84. I, I only fell asleep once during Justice League, but to be fair, it was also like nine o'clock at night. If After you fell asleep during it, how many times am I gonna fall asleep? That's true. Well, again, again, it was a little late. We we were watching. You know, we we had some marathons. We're finishing up, of course, Apple TV's wonderfully sinister uh, uh, servant and from M Night Shyamalan. Uh, wonderful cast there and, you know, some, some QAnon documentaries and some other, you know, random stuff there as, as we uh, teach ourselves not to be ignorant, <clears throat> but also uh, so, some other rando stuff. And plus, you know, I had a boatload of Chinese food throughout the day. So, you know, Ooh. let's go. I, uh, I wish. My, so my question then is, do I watch the challenge after we're off the radio okay. or do I Watch NXT for the first time in ages because Rockstar Spud is going to face Walter. Oh, my gosh. And you know I love a good beating. And he is going to whoop Drake Maverick's ass. And I feel like so I have to see that. I don't know. Have you seen Drake Maverick lately? He is like, if Demetrius lifted weights for three weeks, he would be that swole. Like but he's he, got like mini Lesnar rip. Not Dempster, he but be, like he's eye level to Walter's like nipples. <laughs> who's who's bigger, him or John Silver? That'll be interesting. But um, I I would say, I mean, it's gonna be a beatdown as it should. But judging from the first match of tonight's AEW, don't forget to use the code promo code at checkout Dynamite D Y N A M I T E at checkout to save twenty percent at ProWrestlingTees.com slash WrestleCast. But I, I don't know where I was going. Um, but <laughs> I will. <laughs> But I will say a match that you built after a cocaine fueled laced promo on the first night uh, episode of AEW Elevation from one owner of All Elite Wrestling uh, <laughs> saying that Kenny Omega had to have a match. He was going to have a match on the ninth or, you know, in nine days, you know, blah, blah, blah from last week. Uh, a match that you're hyping your champion to be as dominant. I'm sorry, should not go more than two segments. Evan Bourne or not, that's a match where you V-trigger one-wing angel, and that should be it. Hey, remember remember um, when we went to TLC and Emma wrestled Asuka? 
Just saying. Yeah. I dug it, but now I get why you were like, no, that's not how it should have happened. I was like, that was a wonderful 14-minute bout. You're like, that should have been three minutes. Yeah, I didn't. I'm glad I get it, was it good, cooked. but I don't I, want I that to be now. 13 minutes. Is 14 minutes. <laughs> I want like, to I'm like, I'm like, a credible wrestler, but uh, you're, or Tennille Dashwood, as known in the ROH, or where is she at? ROH Impact? Anywho. Uh, um, she's an Impact, because she's with Caleb with a K. They won their... Uh, Tag match at uh, Rebellion. Ooh, are we gonna have a a Cook Impact second? Nice Impact Cook in it. Impact second. <laughs> With the, that awesome Rick Swan moose spot. Uh, no, but I don't need I don't need Oscar in her debut wrestling. Some chick whose music goes. It sounds like Demetrius's dog. <laughs> Which I'm surprised is still alive, by the way. I saw it on Snapchat, and I was like, holy shit, Peanut is still alive. <laughs> He'll never die. <laughs> I poured one out for him, I swear, like two years ago. Peanut's a her. What? That's like... <laughs> My whole life is a lie? No. R.I.P. Bronson. <laughs> yeah, this is... I mean, it is. Wait, Bronson um, passed away. Yeah, that was sad. Yeah. yeah. Um, dog from the past, man. <laughs> it, so we have, I don't even know where to start the amount of wrestling we have. Oh, to go was, back to your gimmick, uh, I would say watch uh, watch that match and then the challenge. Okay. And then, watch and then I'm gonna the make chop sure... beat down. And then lead into the challenge. Because the challenge without commercial, or when you fast forward the commercial, like an hour. So I'm sure that match would be like four minutes. Oh, yeah. I hope he just, I want him to murder him, but I don't want it to last long. But Are I you excited that we are going to get a psycho killer Walter match I would have been in this way stage more of Tommaso's career? Ago. Yeah, three yeah. years ago, sign me the fuck up. This, I'm, just, yeah. like, it, I'm not saying it's going to be bad, but WWE once again has made me just not care. Like even he wrestled the same um, two people for three years straight, and then he got hurt. Watching a fast break, like there was some really good wrestling. (laughs) I I just wasn't. I didn't care. Like, like I laughed. That was was a shorter episode of Raw. Like, but Edge is like, you're not gonna take my spot. I was like, oh, we're doing the spot thing again. <laughs> and my God, that show had the worst match I've seen in the last like 15 years on it. Oh, we'll the get only, to that. Did you agree with uh, Mrs. Part, Orton? Uh yeah. I mean, I'm I'm envious of of, of Randall uh, for having to put that over. Yeah, I'm sure but, he. Uh, as he as he uh, stated, or as the dirt sheet stated, he has a lot of pool with his storylines as of late <laughs> in his story. I, so I would have been like, "Hey, don't stand up yet. You got to wait." The RKO, uh, yeah. Thankfully, it was taped, right? Yeah. I mean, just <laughs> sort of. Falls, she shoots a fireball and miss. Well, to go back, you know what's a bummer is we'll, we'll go we'll go back to NXT for a second. Is you know, the, the NXT Tag Team Championships now are vacated uh, mm-hmm. due to injury. Uh, of course, Imperium, um, or a.k.a. Ring Comp, one of the most dominant factions in all of wrestling during the faction heyday of 2017 uh, and 2018, of course. But uh, it's a bummer that Ciampa, and, and depending on Thatcher's COVID status, 
that it would be cool if Thatcher somehow cost Ciampa the match, even though Ciampa should have no. And, and then we get Ciampa and Walter to go after those tag straps and get the ring comp reunion. We truly do deserve in a NXT WWE setting. I, I truly think that now with um, Danny Birch being injured, they're going to put Thatcher in the group to fill the spot. God, how great would that be? And then he then he turns on Champa. Like I, I'm excited to see Walter and Thatcher back together, but it's like yeah. it's just it's so predictable. What would be unpredictable is if he came out and went after Walter. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Now, okay, you know what would be even different. more unpredictable is if no one in NXT knew that Walter and Timothy Thatcher were like dominant as ring comp as a duo on the indie scene for many, many. Oh, many I years. just I don't even want to think about. What, uh, what? you guys were a team? He's from Austria. You're from Sacramento. What, what is it? Who's who is, is it? Tom Phillips that does the announcing on that one? It's Barrett, it's Beth Phoenix, and someone. Uh, Vic Joseph is it that guy? Oh, there you go. I'm, How the hell I'm, did I know that? I haven't watched NXT not, in months. <laughs> I am so <laughs> dreading that when Thatcher runs out, how many times Vic Joseph is going to scream. They still used to be a tag team and evolve, and it's up, and they're just gonna start beating it oh, over they your can head. Like, do that now. You're right. But like, well, at least they're they don't even need to say it. Showcasing just, the history for a lot of people that don't know that. Let's be real. What two percent of their audience probably knows? So and that's so being kind. Wouldn't it be easier if he, he just came out and he got in Walter's face for a second and then went to check on Ciampa? And they're like, these two guys have a history together. We'll probably see more of that in the future. And then they just leave it at that instead of, like, screaming at us, telling us, like, the almanac of what happened. And then they'll try to tell us every bit of his history in, like, 14 seconds. He won the Evolve Championship television title. They won it at the 16-carat gold championship tournament at Ilya Zaganov was there. And the Thatcher did this. They only wrestled twice as a tandem. I'm just going to be like, oh, just just don't. What's even cooler, though, is if somehow he was able to punanize Ring Kampf into that, like, telling of their history without, you know, saying, oh, they, you know, hey, they used to be, you know, teaming, you know, and evolved around the ring, <clears throat> Kampf, you know, something like <laughs> like that there. I'm sure they could figure that out. It's pretty WWE-like of them. How can you they ring? Just, uh, that'll be tough. That'll be tough. They just, but I'm, I'm they, excited for the that. The hammer is just gone in this company where they just have to beat you over the head with it like everybody's an idiot. That's the only thing I'm dreading. Like, I'm like, oh, my God. If the network was around, which RIP to the WWE Network, which held its last quote-unquote pay-per-view event, <laughs> um, of course, meaning Fastlane, which we'll get into here shortly, because this is going to be our plunder of a show, because we've seen a hell of a lot of plunder matches within the last 20, uh, 23 days here. Peacock, um, just within the last week alone. Um, they still but, have uh, a lot of content up, by the way. What's that? So far, Peacock still has all the content up. They only took down two things so far. The Vince McMahon calling John Cena uh, the Hulk Hogan word and the Rowdy Piper Bad News Brown. Hey, I'm going to paint myself half black because it's 1992. 
Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. Those are the two that only thing. Like they still had a like they had an ad. I started watching the Orton thing when I came. When I took my hour lunch break and came home. Yeah. And um, they have a picture of Walter and WXW up there. So I'm like, okay, they still have some stuff. This is good. Yeah, they, they have, I just hate how it says like Royal Rumble season seventeen episode one. It's just like, oh, that's gonna annoy me. But yeah, um, what did you? Th- I, I think I have like twenty minutes left of the Orton thing. The maturity that Randy Orton obviously displays, and we've noticed this over the last couple of years. Obviously, he's not Randy Orton at twenty three, twenty four. Whereas he stated he was handed pretty much everything as Cena said in those intense promos, you know, back in the day or triple H, you know, would also uh, resonate the, Oh, you were just handed everything. And now you're wasting your talent storyline that would be ran every couple of feuds. Um, But at least, you know, he seems like, Hey, I worked at it. I did this and that. And, you know, I I think he seems truly, uh, as he said, 90 times blessed to be where he's at. And I'm happy that he's passing that now to that generation where he was once at, because he realizes how vital and important to be told, Hey, your, your mic work is the shit. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm on the, uh, I'm like 20 minutes roughly in. They're talking about OBW and how he first threw a drop kick and it went to like the guy's knee. Yeah. And he's still one of the best drop kicks of all mm-hmm. time. I, I love how, too, at that point, he's already uh, – Austin's like, now, I know you don't drink a lot, you son of a bitch, but I figured out <laughs> there's a tradition, common tradition around here. And he's already, like – like, by the time they're in OBW, he's already cracking his second beer. I'm like, like oh, yeah, man. He's open up right away. Just crushing that first one. Like, Gordon's going to get – it's going to get interesting. <laughs> oh, it's going to get more lit. That's all I'll say. Hashtag. Yeah, I'm going to check it out. I got the next it's, two days off, so. It's cool because – also, oh, nice, because of the shot. Well done. Um, and your birth. Now, that sucks. You got to get that on your birthday, but hey, why not? Um, don't drive. Anyways. I, I have to. So. Oh, yeah, for, <laughs> for the dinner. That's right. Yep, yep. After dinner. The, because the, of darts. Yeah, shout out to the Booger Wolf. <laughs> Sorry, that's too good. Um, Booger Wolf. Where's I going with this? Booger, Booger Wolf. Booger Wolf. Booger, Booger, Booger. Booger, Booger, Booger. Um, Booger Wolf. <laughs> Hashtag baby mama. Um, what was I gonna say now? The the gimmick where we're going. Um, how did I forget? Stop being racist, WWE. The end. <laughs> All right, what are we starting with here? We're oh, the Randy Orton thing. So obviously, <laughs> I didn't even realize his mic work was, you know obsolete comparable to many others. I always thought he had that broodingness. I mean, when he was a face, yeah, it was, it was the shits because again, that's not truly how his character should be portrayed, at least not for a heavy amount of doses, but like Orton during this, you know, universe era, you know, ruthless aggression era, hell, he's, he's going to wrestle for damn near 30 years. He says he wants to wrestle till he's at least 50. He got into the game around, you know, when he was 19 years old, you know, be, became a fast learner, you know, especially in the ring. He just had all the mechanics, you know, as he stated. And as we've always said, you know, as a, as a fan base. But when it comes down to it, within that Mount Rushmore of, let's say, the period of, I don't know, 06 to, you know, now, or, you know, the era, as I said, is Orton going to be on that Mount Rushmore along a John Cena? 
is he above a CM Punk? You know, granted, Punk was on the indies and made a name for himself, but that summer of Punk that he had in 2011 until, you know, of course, he left the company. Is he above that echelon, or does Punk overtake his spot within that four, do you think? Yeah, that's or, hard. Or for both. Is Lesnar on that? He has to be, correct, within that ruthless aggression till now? I, I think the, the thing that always is going to put Lesnar over the top, whether people want to agree with her or not, but they have to just deal with the fact it's the truth. In a company that sucked and has been failing for the last, like, six years, five, six years, when they bring him out, he draws money. He makes them money. He gets them ratings. He is must-see. His matches are always the best thing you see. And I'll be honest with you, man. The only matches on main roster WWE that I really ever get excited to watch are the Lesnar matches usually. Because I know it's going to be something crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he has to be up there because he literally, in, in an era where, where Vince controls everything, literally, to the point that he controls who gets cheered and booed, which I can't wait to discuss that, how he realized that he flopped half of it and to change his main event again. <laughs> that, that Lesnar controlled his own destiny, whether yeah. and, and it didn't even matter if Vince liked it or not. He's like, nope, this yeah. is how it's gonna go. Like he was the guy who told him. I, I will never forget whether it's the worker shoot, the funniest thing I've ever seen in the last like five years on one of those WWE twenty four or whatever the hell is. Lesnar walks to the curtain after beating the bejesus out of Roman Reigns and just throws the title at Vince, and Vince is like, God, asshole. Like, whether that's a shoot or, or a work, that's the funniest thing I've ever seen, is this dude walked in the grill and just threw the title at the owner. <laughs> like, hell yeah, that's just so tight. Like, what are you going to do, fire him? <laughs> Rumor around the dirt today, uh, Meltzer's speculating that Heyman's contract could be up, especially as, you know, an on-air talent since his behind-the-scenes duties were Unfortunately, pulled uh, you know late last uh, late last year. Do you think big power play here? If you know crowds keep getting over and over, and of course McMahon's got billions upon billions now with streaming deals, and of course Fox money. You still got the Saudi money, I'm assuming, because that was a contract, you know, barring events or not, you know. And I'm sure they're probably going to start getting some later on in the year when travel opens up a little more here. I mean, do we see a Lesnar Paul Heyman at an AEW event? I don't know. Um, you know, all outs. I mean, it could happen. You never know. It could very well happen. Khan's got to be as well. I mean, and Heyman could be like, "Hey, let's get out of this BS." You know, speaking of BS, Paul White, you know, who, who Lesnar's, are, you know, is friends with. You know, could probably, you know, say a thing or two to, to get that pullover. And how big would that be with a whole fresh crop of talent? I just, like, I, I, dude, okay. There, if there's one thing I know about Brock Lesnar is if you pay him, he will Money. do the job, but he wants yeah. to get paid. You know, he, he, he won't, like, a, a part of me still thinks that, um, that Moxley was a little over the top with his assessment of that match. Mm-hmm. Like, I understand there's things you want to do, but look, Lesnar knows what he, like, I trust Brock Lesnar to lead a fucking match. It is what it is. But could you imagine what he would do in a match with a guy like Kenny Omega? 
my gosh. Holy shit. And if you want to talk about him being able to do things with little guys because he gives the little guys offense, dude, give me Brock Lesnar and Ray Phoenix or Darby Allen. Oh, I was about to say Darby Allen or, you know, in a year or so, depending on what they do, Jungle Boy. My God. Just what he could do being thrown around. So many, you know, like hopeful attempt comebacks, you know, on his part, mm-hmm. like Darby Allen. My God, that'll be huge. And then him just breaking Sting once in – oh, I'm sorry. Oh, you Sting marks out there. <laughs> breaking him up for, you know, finally, you know, that, that would be tremendous. But, yeah, uh, the whole fresh crop of talent would be would be awesome. But after that, then, who do you got? What, him and Moxley in the rematch, the unofficial rematch? Give me him and Brian talking? Cage. Give me him Lance I could see someone getting injured in that match, and unfortunately, that that would be Brian Cage. Give give me um give me Lance Archer. That would be fire. Hell, even Jade Cargill going up to him that would be tight. Yeah, she walks up <laughs> and just slaps him in the face. Her and Heyman together that would be a tremendous give, you know. Give me Lesnar with Cody now. Yeah. The, just just the dramatics and the build for that match. So, I mean, you can't say that, you know, since 2018, since All In, you know, Cody has had the crowd in the palm of his hands because, you know, he he's real, you know, to, to some extent to, you know, his post-WWE journey and what he's trying to build, you know, especially after Dusty's passing and and becoming a benchmark in this industry on his own rights and yeah that that would be pretty damn cool the crowd would go nuts i mean we saw it with him and all this you know at all in mhm i Got i it. mean there there is a lot of options that i don't think we're giving enough credit and you know you know if if it was if it was the right business i'm sure brock would have a problem putting someone over to get it going do you think do you agree no, I, I, yeah, if, if they're like, here's twenty million for a, a two month, you know, stretch, I'm, I'm sure he'll be fine with that, right? Get, let me let me see him get in there with powerhouse odds. Oh, get him, get him, get him a little more seasoning, then yes. Yeah, but like, like I like you, Brian you Cage, a... but he can, and he's an amazing athlete. He could do some stuff that no man his size should be uh, able to do, but he just still seems. Like he's he's going too fast at times, like a Sasha Banks match, where I'm just like settle it down, control the tempo, and don't get hurt. Yeah, that's that's fair. I um, I uh. But Hobbs, on the other hand, that would that would be tremendous. But going back to that Mount Rushmore, if we're doing all during that this era, as we always say, what is it? Cena, Styles, Okada. And is it just Tanahashi then? Oh, no, but we said Lesnar. So, Cena, Lesnar. Is it Okada or Tana? Both. Because you, you got to get style. How do you not put styles in there? He He's won championships in every, oh, every I mean, company. I guess, I guess what's your criteria? Because if you if you want to look, are you talking like drawing power too? Well, that's the thing. It's just match quality, drawing power. I mean, then styles for impact. Yeah, I mean, they were bringing in, you know, people just coming in at Universal Studios. Like, here's a free ticket. So that's kind of hard to, to determine that, for, per se. 
Yeah, so that's, I mean, it's it's one of those things where like I that's why I look at style or Tanahashi and and Okada as these guys literally took a company and yep. yeah between between Tanahashi in the in the mid two thousands to the rest of the Okada. Holy shit! This dude did a five minute video. That's not that's insane. Okay, that's not that's not nearly worth what I was looking for on this. Man, we might have to run. Okay, never mind. I'm gonna have to figure out. There's something I need to listen to, but it's five and a half minutes. I don't know how the hell I'm gonna gonna pull this. Did you? Okay, let's figure out where we are with our wrestling because I need to. I really need to listen to something that like breaking news type shit. Whoa. Uh, but I need to hear it. But I don't want to just put dead air. But I don't want to play it on the air. <laughs> so. Let let me let me let's let's let me let me go into this to start really fast. Um, New Japan Cup, not oh. to jump off this March, March, Mount Rushmore. Not I don't want to leave that, but I'm trying to think of something to to give context. Did you watch Osprey and Shingo? Yes. Oh, gotcha. Okay, so I was spoiled, so I didn't watch it. Whoa. I was heated that I that it got spoiled. Who spoiled it? Was it Doof? Uh, no. The internet. Um, it was it was a um, an alert I got on my phone from a website. Ooh. And I also uh, somebody told me that there was a heel turn, and I was half awake when I read it, so I knew Osprey won. So I looked at the results, and he won. But then I realized that the the text talked about the heel turn in the opening match. But because I thought it said, uh, what about that heel turn? She was already a heel, though. That's why so I was that like, oh, have Finley must have turned. Oh, because you didn't see that match prior, I'm assuming? Yes. yes. Gotcha, gotcha. But why so, would he turn heel on? Because then he would have been that, that new member of that Ocon was teasing for the Empire. Okay. I'm gonna blame your sleep apnea mask for the for the confusion. Hell yeah, because I was ha- I was looking at my phone. Like, ah, what does this mean? Ah, and it was right after. It hey, and, and and to be fair, I say this has no bearing on the main event or anything exactly. at yeah. all. And I, I'm agreeing with you too. <laughs> um, but then, like right after I read that, I got an alert from like a live uh, reaction that said, um, "This is what we know about the." about everyone in an uproar of Will Ospreay um, hitting the Oz cutter on B Priestley after winning the New Japan Cup. So that was the second uh, thing I popped up. Oh, that, yeah, that sucks. <laughs> that so then I didn't watch it. So would you like to break down this match while I listen to this so we can get rid of the New Japan Cup because there's not really a lot to talk about now, and then I'm going to listen to this, and then I'm going to come back to you? Damn, God bless uh, Sportscast Radio 1. I'll be right back. The WrestleCast Radio uh, Challenge uh, New Japan Cup uh, predictions that we had. Um, Wow. Jake Lee's charisma. That's tight. I came in second, though, with a total of nine points there, so I'm not going to lie. That's pretty tight. But as Ryan stated uh, from both ends of the tournament, I believe they had 30 participants. I believe they said one of the biggest cups, if not the biggest in the company's history here. Uh, of course, 
The big, uh, before we get to the final here, uh, since we haven't talked New Japan Cup at all for the last 23 days of not being on, but the big one, the one that Ryan and I kept talking about of who's going to win in the first round between Kazuchika Okada and Shingo Takagi, of course, unfair, and for me pulling out my hair while trying to predict. But, of course, I went the Okada route because I thought we were going to get a Wrestle Kingdom 15 rematch with Okada and Osprey in the final, but Shingo Takagi beating the Rainmaker, thus completing an upset, even though Shingo Takagi has been one of the most consistent uh, ring generals, or I should say just all out one of the best wrestlers in the world over the last two years, hell, since he signed with New Japan uh, with the rebirth of the Dragon. Uh, But of course, Shingo Takagi then running through Okada, uh, Goto, uh, and a plethora of others until getting to the Billy Goat, William Osprey, of course. My God, what a match of uh, them coming in with a one-and-one record with each other. Of course, the best of the Super Junior Finals and, a, and G1 of 2020 or 19. Of course, 2020 is still an illusion to me, so I'm just like, huh? But uh, Shingo, uh, again, going through Okada, Goto, Kenta, uh, yes, Kenta, and then, of course, Jeff Cobb there. Not, yeah, so uh, until getting to Osprey, which Osprey, I believe, let's see, who did he go through here? Anyways, not that important, but uh, Shingo and Osprey put on another banger. But, of course, well, Osprey is going away from the aerial assassin motif as he is a part of the Commonwealth. He is the man bringing the United Empire together, and he brought that all with his match against Shingo Takagi, of course, hard-hitting as we expected. Uh, but, but the important thing, of course, in New Japan is the sequences, and boy, did we got, uh, get that uh, from, of course, Spanish flies to elbows to knees to strikes to pumping bombers galore. It was just a fantastic, uh, you know, kind of hard-hitting match, as we expect. Um, it, it's just something that, that Osprey, you know, pulling out some of the old tricks to figure out how he's going to slay this dragon here. But what's crazy is, is I've noticed with Osprey is his kicks, Ryan, is mm-hmm. essentially gazing his opponent, which then he could do another quick combo kick punch sequence. In, or into a pip pip cheerio or os cutter. Pip, so pip, thus, cheerio. You know, um, <laughs> He's a Cowboy Kingpin, damn it. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. He will do these moves to pull it out as he did within this match, just because he's like, I don't know how he can beat this dude and get out of a pumping bomber. Hell, he got out of, he countered a pumping bomber into a standing Spanish fly, which of course it seems like we've That's seen insane. once or twice before, but it was freaking awesome. Uh, and then of course with Shingo being dazed, we get multiple elbows to the front and back of Shingo's head until finally they hit him blade or whatever the hell he's calling it back now, but very uh, counterintuitive. Uh, to uh, especially with Shingo bringing out the sword a la best of the super junior. Was that 2019, by the way? Uh, yes. 
Okay. Um, so I was saying they were one and one and a one going into this match here. Uh, but, uh, you know, hitting the hidden blade. And then, of course, uh, Osprey gets the Stormbreaker, gets Shingo with the one, two, and three. And this was one of the best uh, matches I've seen in the last 23 days, that is for sure. Um, Jeff Cobb and Shingo, I, I thoroughly enjoyed a little bit. Uh, Okada and Osprey, of course. And it's not that this match wasn't dullard by any, any means. I would still give this a 4.99. The only thing I'm getting really tired of in wrestling now, Ryan, is falsy upon falsy upon falsy, which kind of <laughs> made New Japan when I started watching, you know, it gives that dramatic effect. But I forgot who tweeted it, but it's so true. I think it might have been JR, but he said so many falsies within the wrestling industry just desensitizes the wrestling viewer. And, and I could not agree anymore. And that kind of took it out in this, as well as a few other matches during this New Japan Cup. I, and I'm going to watch it. Like, I, I, I'm ecstatic to watch it. I it's think she's the best wrestler minutes. in the world right now. Honestly. I don't think there's anybody close. It's, um, it's it's a wonderful 30-minute match where you're just like, even I think Kevin Kelly says, holy shit, this was the quickest <laughs> 20 minutes I, I can recall when they announced the 20-minute mark. You know, it's one of those things, too, where, where I'm at such a time constraint with everything that I, I have watched over the last, like I'm like I said, I'm pulling pieces of paper out of my asshole trying to, you know, find more results than I, than I have ever done before. I, 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 I should have played this when I said that. I don't know why I didn't play that when I said that. Um, but I just, I was like, all right, I got spoiled. I've seen everything else, whatever. I need to move on. Um, you know, I mean, we, it's, it's good. And I'm glad Osprey won. I still think Shingo should have won. That was who I thought was made the most sense. But I tell you what, Alex, I think there's a real shot. Osprey's going to win next Sunday at Sakura Genesis. I really do. Ooh. And I think if he wins the Sakura Genesis, anyone? <laughs> I, I think if he wins at Sakura Genesis, I think we're going to see uh, Kazuchika Okada win the G1. Ooh. And then to and me, then that's that every match. Okada's going to beat Osprey at the Dome, and they're going to tell the same thing they did with Naito and Tanahashi, where a third time will be the charm for Will. And Shingo's still just thrown into obscurity. You know, I don't think that, I think they had plans to keep him the same as they did Big Tom Ishii, but I think they're slowly realizing that this guy isn't just your powerhouse to do things. Like, I think they're starting to see the same thing they did back in 2005. Mm-hmm. I think it was when they put the title on Makabe. Oh, that this okay. guy is it's 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 unfathomable how great he is. Like you can't... The Shingo appreciation post I've been seeing of, since this final, so a couple of days here is is insane. But I'm happy it's getting its just due, and I'm and I'm hoping that I mean Shingo needs the title. Uh, that's 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 unfair. He doesn't need it, but he deserves to hold that IWGP World Heavyweight Championship for um, the first moment he walked out to what he did this past Sunday at the at the New Japan Cup final. Uh, I mean, I didn't even say, hey, guess what? There was a table spot that Shingo looks like he should not have gotten up from, 
but he did, and that table broke and shattered into pieces. Not too many people can say that after uh, going through a Japanese table. But he, he is exactly the reason why, you know, I've talked about it, and you're, you're more and more coming around the corner with me and, and getting on board with the thought of it. This is why Dragon Gate has been the best company the last two years with us watching it. If we would have been full on watching it as hard as we have for the last five years, yeah, I don't think there's any reason we wouldn't have said for the last five years it's the best company in the world. He leaves that company, and he comes into New Japan, and he does it better than almost everybody does because nobody can tell stories and build a program like Dragon Gate. And he walked in, and he was like, this is a breeze. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's improv going, okay, that doesn't make sense. Let's change this. Like the, you know, the famous thing I always said when Hiromu's getting his ass kicked or Naito's getting his ass kicked and nobody runs out. Shingo's the guy who jumps in and goes, well, no, we didn't, I didn't come out because he says it's not, you know, I was respecting his wishes. Why didn't any mm-hmm. of these other jobber, jobbers do that? You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and, it's, and I'm not talking New Japan any means, but it just, Dragon Gate is so it's it's such a perfect wrestling company that like I mean you know I guess you can almost tie into that since we talked you know New Japan Cup and well, we got and one key factor star. too is they make stars they will throw a twenty year old into the fire and say go perform don't just do Boston crabs and strikes go perform mm-hmm. be a character show character. And then you know what we're gonna. Kento's winning the the generational feud at Final Gate in his first year, and he gets four scalps. He wins four matches out of the five. Don't forget it. Hip hop, you know, Hakuda was was making do that. And dude, they're already doing a hip hop Hakuda singles. So Wakayama, we can go right into Dragon Gate here. I think it's a good time to go into this, and not to give the full card away because we don't want to. We got we got to talk about the last couple shows. Uh, Champions Gate had two shows, but Hip Hop Kakuta is already getting put into a, a singles match on Wakayama, and nice. they usually don't give you know singles matches. They protect, dude. They're doing him and Ben K at at Wakayama. Whoa, really? Yeah, I was like, dude, let's go. You're giving me, you're giving me the 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 guy that we assume should always stay at the top, Ben K. Ben, Ben, and his and his amazing spear and physique and his tan. And they're like, let's go. You and you and hip hop. How many kilograms is he at at the moment? <laughs> oh, how does he get down to eighty-eight a kilogram so fast? <laughs> <laughs> and bro, Ho Ho Loon's back on commentary for this show. Oh man, let's go. We're gonna get Jay for get life. Jay and Ho Ho Loon. Ben K able to change his physique so fast. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, shut up, man. He's, are you insinuating steroids? <laughs> like, you know, but they're, they, they, that's what you're saying. Like, hip-hop Kakuda, uh, uh, Madoka Kakuda at the time, didn't have his first televised match until COVID, and they did the – it was when Dragon Gate ran those the small, empty arena shows for Rainbow Gate and for King of Gate. Oh. He hadn't been in a televised match until then. Jesus. And think of what this dude's doing now. 
I mean, hip hop Kakunas, he's got his own spot. Didn't he make Yoshino tap in the uh, survival match? Or who did he make tap? Uh, Doi. He gave him the. Doi, uh, that's he right. Was, he, he did the on top arm of the bar in the chair. Yeah. Like, they gave him Naruki Doi, dude. Like, look, like that's a big-ass deal. Yeah. No, Naruki Doi's back. I don't I don't think he's on the Wakayama card. But I'm, I'm curious to see where they're going to slot him coming up. Um, Man, he, then they got Karukin, like, two weeks after that. Almost yeah. two weeks after. And they have a show in, uh, I think, in Kobe. Or they just had a Kobe show. But, yeah, I mean, Wakayama's coming up uh, Friday night. Three-way unit fight, Wakiyama Tornado winning match. Yeah, this is great. High end and R.E.D. So it's Kota Minora, Jason Lee, and La Estrella versus Yamato Dragon Kid and against Ita Tai and Espy Kento. How was that not the main event? So each each team, each unit will have one guy start the match, and it'll be a three-way. Then they're going to do a lottery where a random person will come in every minute. If your team gets pinned or one of your people gets eliminated, even if your whole team hasn't made it into the match, you're automatically eliminated. So say, say Kai, yeah. So say Kai gets pinned if he's the first guy in before Aton, oh. everybody's gone. Huh? And then it'll, and then it'll end. But the, the reason that's not the main. So we we have that. We have Ben K Hip Hop Kakuda. We have an eight man with with uh, Natural Vibes, KZ, Susumi Okoska, Genki, and UT. Against mm-hmm. um, Problem Dragon, Sachoko Boy, Punch Tomonaga, and Ho Loons. We got <laughs> Ultimo and Bokurbo Dragon and Ryo Sato against BB Hulk, Kaido Ashin, and Diamante. We have the Wakayama style time difference tornado match you brought up. But then we had the, the uh, Twin Gate, uh, Mochizuki and yep. Yoshida against Kenichiro and I and Yasushi Kanda, which is so random, Whoa. it's probably going to be really good. Like, it's so, like, on paper, I'm like, this is a 2-5 match, 2.5 match, but it's probably going to be really dope. And something I never thought I would be excited about, but I, yeah. have, you know I've turned into the biggest flipping mark for this guy. We get Shin Skywalker and Cosmo Sakamoto. Like, we know Sakamoto. Wait, you mean you're a mark for Sakamoto? Sakamoto is fantastic, man. Well, I yeah, especially, you know, delivering on the honor of R.E.D. after the unfortunate uh lack of titles that R.E.D. got from the uh what was it champion gate two night oh. event there um where unfortunately our boy uh Kick Kick boy. boy did not win the open the dream gate championship that night against Shun Skywalker uh or day depending on when I watched I think I watched it in the afternoon <laughs> um but uh, yeah so I watched it before I, you left that Sunday R.E.D., uh, wow, it's been a long time. R.E.D. not bringing home, you know, any championships. Of course, losing the Open of Twin Gate Championships to new champs of Mokuzuki and, of course, the former Cyber Kong, but always in my heart, Takashi Yoshida. Which yeah, my, my print supervisor. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> my him? print supervisor, Kevin, looks just like Takashi Yoshida. He's, he even you? has the, the same long, balding hairline, but long hair. That like comes what, on the side. It's fantastic. What do you say when you showed him a picture? I showed him a picture of a cyborg and not um, Takashi Yoshida. Of a I cyborg? Like, yeah, because okay, so like uh, this, I'm not trying to be racist here, but his Whoa. his name is NTXSUH or something like that, and I and I, and but his name is Kevin. 
And so I, I asked him, I was like, dude, are you like a cyborg? And he's like, no, it's, it's just Mung. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So I was like, I'm going to put you in my phone as Cyborg Kevin. He's like, that's tight. And I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> put him in my phone as Cyborg Kevin. <laughs> Yet I'm just still Alex DS after all these years. <laughs> I'm like, hey, Google, call Alex D- Oh, I almost said it. They would have called you. I had to stop. It'll be like, calling Alex DS. That would have been By a way, real the, uh, inception moment. Um, the uh, the uh, the thing I I'll, I'll give some breaking news for anybody who watches uh, the summit. T- Friday night is Ides of March. It is the big pay per view. Walter and Kento Miyahara for the title. Nine matches. Eight of them are for the titles. We have a War Games match. Team Summit versus Team Apex. Chris nice. Dickinson, Chris Hero, Black Taurus, and Jonathan Gresham against the team Okada put together of Kazuchi Okada, Jay White. Uh, Satoshi Kojima and Nick Gage. It's going to be a fantastic match. But um, the theme song that the committee has picked is titled Monster in the End um, by Anthrax. You know Anthrax, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and I, I, did I, I think I put it, I didn't save it on here. Oh, I'm an idiot. Um, Joey Belladonna, the lead singer of Anthrax, um, will be leading in the pay-per-view tomorrow. Um, where he said, you know, he's like, this Joey Belladonna from Anthrax, and we're, we're so proud to have our song Monster at the End be the theme song for Pro Wrestling Summit Presents Ides of March. And uh, then he's like, where Walter is the real monster at the end because Walter's in the main event. And I'm like, oh, oh nice. that's right as hell. And then, the, then that's what I had to, I needed to listen to. There's the spoiler. Uh-huh. But then, he, the, then, the, then the video is five and a half minutes and that part took like 30 seconds. And he just was talking about all sorts of random shit like COVID and how he doesn't watch wrestling anymore and uh, that he remembers they have wrestling in the Olympics. And I, I was just like, all right, dude, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> thanks, thanks for, uh, for doing this. But that's why I came back looking at that. Scott in the wrestling thing, though? He should be. Oh, maybe Scott Ian should have jumped in. I, I just remember Anthrax because of Scott Ian's awesome, gnarly, gnarly goofy. <laughs> but shout out to uh, Anthrax giving us uh, the theme Monster at the End for Ides of March. So fitting when the, the monster at the end literally is Walter in the Pro Wrestling Summit title. God. How is Kento going to do the ring post stretch against Walter? <sighs> I don't know. I, I, I just, I'll be shocked if he lasts 10 minutes. Well, he has yeah. to due to his craziness. Yeah. Comes with that a lot. Alex, I want to ask you with Dragon Gate. How high, if you're in the same stratosphere that I am? How high am I? Well. <laughs> okay. Um, match rating wise. Where what does Skywalker on, on match oh. rating wise for the year? Yep. Where do you put this Skywalker Ashita match? Like, does this climb into your top? Honestly, I might have to rewatch it because it was so long ago, and I don't have any notes to drum up the excitement. I'm just checking my gimmick here. I just remember I was disappointed. In because I think we kind of hyped it up thinking, oh, 
Ashida's going to win the strap. Like, he's going to be the open of Dreamgate. So I was just more disappointed that he did not win it. Um, but as a a proponent, I, I think Shun Skywalker, especially from, you know, 2019, when I started watching Dragon Gate a little bit more uh, closely um, and more consistent of my Dragon Gate journey, I, I will say that added a muscle um, and, and just kind of being with Masquerade has, has you know, kind of helped his, his ring. I don't want to say performance, but just overall, you know, kind of character. Where mm-hmm. he's more, you know, believable as the head of this group. You know, Masquerade, you know, it has such great talent. Of course, you know, with, with Jason Lee, uh, Okota Minora, and La Estrella now, who, who's definitely going to be the guy, you know, within one or two years, it seems like, in that uh, junior, in their junior division, I should say. But um, I don't know. I I, I want to go back on, on a Shun Skywalker binge, like probably from 29, because him and KZ, as, as I thoroughly did enjoy it, as a special singles attraction match as they built it, I mean, I'm pretty sure I went like four and a half, four and three quarters on that match, yep. you know, from a few years back. But it it just seems like it'd probably be a different sense of style and ring work since he has, you know, added a little bit more of muscle. I mean, again, that guy can still, you know, fly like, you know, no one else in, in all of professional wrestling. But with him and Ishida, I think it was just more of the sense of the disappointment uh, than the actual match quality, I would say. That's fair. That's fair. I um. So I'm not gonna lie. I have a uh, written down on my my spreadsheet for the, that show. I have two scores on it, which I've been meaning to to just rewatch. Yeah. But I have four three quarters, and I have five. I really do. <laughs> and I feel like it was it was more of a. You know, I just kind of went for it when I when I went over it. But, like, the more and more I think about it, like, was it really a five? Should I have given that a five? Mm-hmm. The more and more I think about it, I'm going, man, I truly was into this match because I had a, a vested interest in one of the people in it. And I haven't felt like that in a long time in a wrestling match. And to be fair, that's how you feel about Shun Skywalker around that 2019, mm-hmm. 2018-2019 route, too, though. Yeah, yeah. But now it's turned where I'm assuming the guy you were invested in was Kickboy. Yeah, exactly. I wanted Kickboy to win so bad. I was just like, come on. And and, and man, to be I fair, probably you. before uh, the event, which it's going to be in a few days here, on the 27th, the Wakiyama uh, event here, I, I might go back and, and rewatch that match. I kind of enjoyed... Um, the EO the title matchup, which again, unfortunately he was unsuccessful in getting that strap there. But uh, yeah, I, I think it was a more, I was ready to explode and pop, you know, with, with a, a half awoke Demtris and, and say, yes, <laughs> boy has finally did it, has done it. And I thank you for putting that into my head. It, it, it just felt, oh, geez. Like, it just truly felt like one of those things where I'm just like, man, 
I want this guy to win so bad. <laughs> you know, I'm just like, oh, totally. oh, I want him to win. So it was, it was, it was cool. Like, and and when, when he lost in Skywalker one, I was like, ah, oh well, it is what it is. I'm not mad, but I'm like, <laughs> it did a double turn in Ryan's mind. Yeah, it just, it was, it was cool. They they did a good job. And man, it, you know, you mentioned Kaisuke Okuda and Yo Watanabe. That match was fantastic. The tag match was really fun as well. Um, where Hulk and Kai lost the titles to Mochizuki. It was it was great, man. It just it was a it was a fun two shows. Dragon Gate continues to deliver, and we're now getting into the whole whole really oh after this is he what is it a Kobe build? Do they build like a month, or is it just usually like probably well, not till the end of May, probably right? So we got we got Wakiyama, and then coming up in May is Dead or Alive, and that's where they're doing. Oh. Um, it's uh, Dragon Kid and SB Kento taking on Kai and Yamato, where the enemies are tag partners. The winning team is then out of the match, and then the losing team will wrestle in a hair and in a placeless match. So my guess is SB Kento is going to get his head shaved. How do you what? How do you know that's a match already signed in May? Because they, they made it um, at the last uh, Korokin after, um, or the last uh, Kyogo, Kyobi show, uh, the Kyoto show, the KDS Hall show on the 13th uh, is when uh, when they made it. God, we got to set up your, your Tinder. <laughs> man, this, this man just called me a glorified geek on my own flipping show. <laughs> Wait, Alex, Alex. We run a wrestling show, and you're man. I need to set your Tinder up because you're over here watching the Kyoto <laughs> KBS Hall show, and he, he's he's like Ryan's watch Impact, DDT, two Noahs, three Dragon Gate, WWE, four New Japan, two All Japan, and I watched Tenet, and, and I was like, I watched the movie. That's how we're doing. Well, I can't say like what else I I I was doing. Like I'm in that point in my life now where I'm like, oh yeah, like I I get this whole family dynamic thing. I'm I'm not this. I was like, give me my, you know, like before I was like, I'm gonna spend nine hours. And the more the new JLB, the the unofficial Don Draper of the O Town over here on the border of Minnesota and South Dakota here. Um, all philandering aside, of course. Um, <laughs> sounds rape reference, everyone. Just but no, you know, it's, it's shit. Cause well, I can go you... on four hours of sleep and yeah. I don't get laid, but I watch a lot of wrestling. Okay. You know, you know, you know, let me, I'm living my best life right now, Alex. I mean, I'm not going to lie on Saturday. I, uh, someone was like, Hey, you want to try this peacock? I was like, yeah, I'll see how, you know, the, the network looks. So I was using some some gimmick, and uh, I was like, oh, yeah, all these offices. Ooh, extended office episodes. So I was, like, in an office in Parks and Rec, like, director's cut, like, wormhole for, like, five hours. It's Meanwhile, I have four pieces of life. paper with different dates, match ratings, matches, events, and I'm over here like, cram, cram, cram. I and I got that. my daughter to watch my top – one of my top three favorite movies and best movies of all time, The Royal Tenenbaums. 
the whole movie and she enjoyed it. And I was like, I'm winning. You know, I, I crossed some AEW on the side. I, you know, I even Ooh. watched, uh, I even watched like a third of a Monday Night Raw. You've been watching Impact. Yeah, yeah, I watched, oh God, I forgot I watched Impact, yeah. Yeah. That was a, that was a fun show. Um, I think I was Japan, hiking. Big Japan Deathmatch Survivor uh, has had three shows now on their version of the G1, but Deathmatch style. Shin Makatsumata's been in there. Really? You have a G1 yeah. Deathmatch tournament? Yeah, every year they rotate. They, they do the Death Climb and the Strong Climb. So next and year it'll be Big like... Japan? Yeah. This year's the Deathmatch G1, and the next year's the like the Sakamoto Okabayashi's uh, in there. Oh, oh my I've watched gosh. Take Lee. That's yeah, cool. Tight. So they yeah, alternate every year. Oh, man. All I did was watch... Well, I didn't watch Tenet, because that movie could kiss my ass. But, but you did I watch the, the New Japan Cup Final, which I didn't see, so that's called a team. Boom. You had my back. And I was like, oh, yeah, it was a great match because they were They did this. All right. I'm going to go right into Nyan's Noah minute here because I need to make myself another refill by the time I'm done here. Hey, I'm do you remember Koshiyazaki lost the title to uh, Kenji Muto, Great the Great, or whatever the hell name is going by now? Um, <laughs> so like, that happened. And then we find out, of course, you know, Shizaki is going to have surgery, which. Oh, Alex got drop kicked in the neck. So he has officially left the, uh, he has left the show. He'll be back here. I'm sure he got a hit with a, with a blazing Yakuza kick. (laughs) Um, Three shows Noah has run over the last course. What a weekend here. Uh, This one was from March 7th. Uh, it's Great Voyage 2021 in Yokohama. They ran Budokan, the Yokohama Budokan Hall, the small building. Uh, 1280 attendance. This was on Abima. Guys, Abima.tv. You can watch all Pro Wrestling Noah live for the first week for free. Well worth it. Go out of your way if you want to get into Noah. You guys all know I'm obsessed with Noah. But God damn it, I've been so critical of Noah the last few months. They were my second favorite company in 2020. I think second or third depends where I put Stardom Women and uh, Dragon Gate. They're right around there. Got to figure it out. But um, we move on to that show. We're going to just run through this real quick. Like I said, Alex watched a couple of these with these sort of Demtris. Majority of these I watched by myself. Um, and I don't really want to talk about them because, my God, some of the – I almost just blurted out that uh, your name <laughs> Don't there. read that online. That's for you to get on that, that Tinder kick. That's, you, make, that's I, your opening line. Should, should this be my, my, uh, my name on Tinder? That's your tag. Dragon Daya. <laughs> we um, need to find someone to do that exact theme, but, but say Ryan Daya. Ryan Daya. That'd be tight as fuck. Um, so, like I, like I said, <laughs> after you got... You got um, you got shit canned. I got Shizaki. Yeah, yeah, you got jobbed out. Um, I don't have a lot to say about some of these because my one of my favorite companies in the world last year. Um, I am disgusted with this flipping company as of late, and I am. I'm, How did I got PME lose, by the way? 
you're gonna you're gonna get some rant coming. This might not be a, uh, an actual minute. This, this might have a little ranting, but we're gonna buzz through this real quick. We can talk Unleash. what you did see, um, but this was the the Budokan Yokohama Budokan Small Building Show, uh, March seventh. We had full throttle Hajime Ohara, Seki Yoshioka, and Yohei defeating Kai Fujimura, Kenny Okada, and Yasutaka Yano. Akatoshi Saito and Masao Inoue defeated Muhammad Yone and Shuhei Maybach Tanaguchi. Akuno Hodaki, Kotaro Suzuki, uh, and Nosawa Rongai defeated Congo members Hao, Neo, and Tanisuke. Uh, Ironhead Fujita defeats Manu, Ma, uh, Manabu Soya. We oh, then, yeah. in a six-man tag, Stinger, Hayata, Yoshinari Ogawa, and Yuya Susumu defeated Momono Senshi tag, uh, Atsushi Katoge, Daisuke Harada, and Junta Miyawaki. Uh, GHC national title match. Thankfully, it was only 11 minutes because this guy sucks. And he didn't get his ass kicked enough, but I'll take what I got. Uh, Kano defeats Kendo Kashin. Kendo Kashin is the worst fucking wrestler on the planet. He's really? been that way since the late 90s. He sucks. He's trash. I wanted Kano to just stop his ass. He didn't. Because um, he's too much of a professional. Ironhead comes in the ring and was like, look, you beat all the shooters. You beat all the, you know, the tough guys. Um, now I'm the last one left. I'll see you later. Kano's like, whatever, bitch, I'll beat your ass, too. Six-man tag, Ems Elias, Keiji Muto, Masato Tanaka, Naomichi Marafuji defeat Go Shiozaki, Kaito Kiyomiya, and Yoshiki Inamura. Keiji Muto does his, his handspring press cartwheel back elbow in the corner, almost falls over doing the goddamn cartwheel, and barely even elevates himself on the back handspring, hitting Yoshiki Inamura in the waist. Hmm. Get Keiji Muto the fuck out of here. <laughs> but he's, he's new knees, Ryan. Come on. I thought look, it was supposed to work wonders. He just beat five star Shiyazaki. Or like, as Meltzer says, infinity star Shiyazaki. The the Shiyazaki match was one thing because Shiyazaki's so good that he was able to get enough out of him without doing a lot mm-hmm. and it was a flash pin whatever. Oh. When, I, when I see Muto not able to even to do the damn cartwheel, I'm like, just stop. He, he, look, I'm fine with him in these tag matches, and it's going to get worse when we get to the next show. Um, <laughs> oh, hit then, Ironhead, huh? Uh, no, he, no uh, Muto and Kiyomiya was the next oh, show. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. I'm not yeah. talking about Kano yet. We're going to get to that shit, too. Um, <laughs> do you know what happened on the Ironhead match I told you to watch? Uh, no. Okay, cool. We're going to get into that. Um, it was violent. Uh, very violent. But then this match, Alex, this might be my tag match of the year. The aggression, greatest name in wrestling, the aggression. They do. They're so badass. Uh, uh, Kazushi Sakuraba and Takashi Sugera. 33-03, we get the title change. The, the match ends with Kitamiya putting Sugera in an Indian deathlock. Sugera won't tap, so Kitamiya grabs him and just drives his skull as hard as he can into Sugera's face, knocks Sugera unconscious. Mm-hmm. Blood begins to pour down Kitamiya's face into his eye, into his mouth as he's screaming, and the ref just stops the match, and we have new champions. That might be the dopest wow. finish and visual I have seen all year. Wow. Um, you were here for that match. Yeah. We watched that. How awesome was that visual with him just bleeding like, kiss my ass, we're champions. Like, how well, was great. 
yeah, I mean that that's that's what you want, especially when the team aptly named the aggression uh, wins the the championship. <laughs> there, it's it's kind of like, um, gosh, what was the movie? I was just trying to think where they essentially, uh, oh no, Game of Thrones, the the viper and the mountain, you know, ending there, that that fantastic battle. But it just seemed like it was something along those lines where, you know, maybe a couple more seconds and it could have went. But, uh, yeah, a fantastic <laughs> visual as well as a matchup. But, again, when I saw those guys come out, come down, I looked at you and was like, when did this happen and why is this my new favorite tag team? Yeah. Because, again, the aptly named aggression proved I don't care how many corgis you have. I'm going to make your ass bleed. In in Nakajima just naturally looks like a sadistic badass. He's the Japanese is. Joker with that that smirk. No, he's the Cheshire Cat. What am I saying? Oh, with that incredible. devilish, you know, like that that those teeth are always showing, and you're you know he's he's the wolf, you know, for for the reason he's the predator for all opponents that he encompasses, and yeah, he's. I get why why you've been saying Nakajima for the last six years. You know, oh, even. He's you know, it so seems like I'm like, who was that guy? Go Sami Zayn, even though that's nothing against Sami Zayn, but go uh, that one guy, Duke Drosy. There. <laughs> so Kitamiya Nakajima get the victory. It was so awesome. I went four and a half. Like I said, I think it was the best tag match I've seen all like, year. Like he's what uh, Irie wishes he could be yeah oh my god that's a good good analogy because imagine aggression versus purple haze if uh you know all japan got into this uh inter-promotional branding uh in the future but man any iteration of purple haze but just give me zeus and nakajima any day of the week oh it'd be so tight it'd be so tight um but then so, fun little show. I was I was happy with that. Now we're going to get to the 14th. Get okay. to, let's get to, this is uh, the, the next leg of the great, uh, great Voyage in Fukuoka. This was at the Fukuoka International Center. Uh, opening match, we had uh, Hajime Ohara, Yohei, and Shuhei Tanaguchi defeat Kini Okada, Yasutaka Yano, Yoshiki Inamura. Um, Yohei gets the victory on Yuka with two and a half, whatever. Hayata then subbing for uh, Yoshinari Ogawa, who was sick. Usually gets sick in the spring. I talked to um, Hasani. Uh, she runs the Pro Wrestling Noah English account. She said he usually gets sick every spring. So just precautionary. They pulled him from the show. So that's why Hayata did do double duty. Oh, when, okay. when, when If anyone wonders as we get here. Um, two and a half, Hayata with a DDT beats Jutsu Miyawaki. I would have much preferred to watch Ogawa stretch the young boy, but that's fine. Uh, Muhammad Yone defeats Akatoshi Sato at nine minutes. I went one and three quarters on this. This was Sato's old ass just throwing Yano around with release rock bottoms until Yone then hits him with a lariat and randomly pins him. It was awful. Um, whatever. Uh, then we get a Hayata again with Yuya Susumu defeats Daisuke Harada. Kai Fujimura went two and a quarter. At this point, I was sick of seeing Hayata as much as I loved Rattel's. Um, and anyone who follows us on Facebook or on Twitter uh, saw my displeasure on this one. Um, we had uh, Congo, uh, How Neo, and Kano 
against Taz, Fujita, Ironhead, Kendo Kashin, and Osawa Rongai. Ended a double count on at 816. How is that not a squash match for Congo? Oh, God. They, so they're all standing at the entrance doing submission moves on the Congo guys. And Kendo Kashin forgets what the count is, starts running into the ring to beat the count, then realizes he's running too fast. So then he, like, fake trips to slow the count down and then decides to walk at 18 to the ring and then gets counted out and gets confused why he got counted out. Oh, and Jesus. wrong guy's like, why didn't you keep running? And Kashin doesn't know how to answer him because, like, if this is real life, he'd go, well, I wasn't supposed to get back in the ring, so I had to slow myself down. So wrong guy's asking a question that makes him break fucking character. Wow. Stupidest wow. Stupidest thing I've ever seen. Really? That happened. <laughs> During so I'm the show, they're going, Dear God Almighty, and, and you, you can check the Twitter timeline on that. They I'm didn't like, pull his, his title match against Cano after that cluster. You're no, kidding, because it already happened. It already happened. Oh, that, that was the one before yeah. that was the, yeah. the tag one. You're right, you're right. Yeah, and I'm going, They better not restart this fucking match. <laughs> sure enough, they restart the match. Cano oh now God. gets in the ring, and he just starts open-hand slapping Fujita, trying to do something to make somebody give a damn about this match. Mm-hmm. Now, they shit-can Cano, and then make him look like a geek as they take some sort of plexiglass, put it over his face, so his face looks like somebody shoved it against the window, and they make him watch Fujita uh, single-handedly destroy Howe and Neo. He gives Howe the most unsafe power bomb I've ever seen in my life. It was worse than Nia Jax doing the choke bomb to Dana Brooke. This is disgusting. <laughs> I would have star in a quarter on this match. All I put wow. was Fujita kills Howl power bomb. This match fucking sucks. This is. Oh, Could God, you imagine the, putting Cano in a match less than that? Uh, oh my God! Three and three so quarters. Right now, I got two and a half, two and a half, one and three quarters, two and a quarter, and one and a quarter. This show is up there for the worst show of the year. Wow. Is is this um, Noah when they changed the whole uh, logo this, and, and green ring uh, three years ago type of uh, I, I mean, Ryan's this, perspective? This is me just going, what are they doing with this show? This is terrible. So was Shiazaki just a smoke screen for everything else within this company? To like, hey, no, he we're going to put on great matches. Match but everything he was else in the best is, match of the night. Yeah. So don't worry. Don't Which worry. will make us he, forget everything else, right? For the, for the, oh, well, we'll see. Cause, so next up, Sushi Katoge wrestling uh, Seiki Yoshioka for the junior title. If you remember last big show, Yoshioka oh, yeah. defeated Daisuke Harada to win the title. Um, well, Katoge via Unprettier beats Yoshioka, who loses it in his V1. So we have another new champion. Um, and then they have Katoge and Daisuke Harada like, look at each other after the match. So Harada, who lost it to Yoshioka, is now looking at his partner going, well, I want my belt back. Junior division is dog shit as for normal. I went three and a half because it was a really, it was a fun match, but I just, I'm like, you guys hot potato this like it's 1999 WWE World. Wasn't that one of your worst ofs like a few years back was the junior division? Last last year and I think our half year, or um, yeah, it was on our our ballot for the worst of the year. Um, Then I did get a notebook match. I went four stars. Uh, Goshi Azaki, Katero Suzuki, Naomichi Marafuji, and Takashi Sugera, uh, the Noahism team, 
defeats Congo. Katsuhiko Nakajima, Manabu Soya, Masakita the Antanasuke in 29-42. Marafuji um, pinned uh, Manabu Soya uh, with, a, with a big knee. But this was awesome. It was a half hour. This was really flipping good. Dragon Soya. <laughs> and then, your main event, Keiji Muto in 32 minutes defeats Kaito Kiyomiya. Alex, I went two stars. What? Um, if, huh. if, if Kaito Kiyomiya didn't go into this match going, I am going to bump and work harder than I've ever worked in my entire life to help this decrepit old sack of shit in this ring. I, this would have been a one-star match if it wasn't for that. Kiyomiya was bumping like he was Shawn Michaels in the AWA bumping for Dirty Dick Slater. <laughs> Buddy awesome. Rogers or whatever. That is great. I mean, I cannot <laughs> fathom how hard Kiyomiya worked in this match. They, they spent 12 minutes doing headlocks. Oh, my God. And then Muda, like, could barely get up for drop kicks. I mean, he, uh, it the only and then uh, I like it. It was this was this was the worst major league world title match I've seen. Oof. I can't even tell you how long. Oof. This was atrocious. KG Muto is fucking awful. And you want to know what makes it even worse? His new knees. Every beats fucking Kiyomiya, which yeah. now, now it's like, now he, there's people that were giving this match four stars. Are you guys fucking smoking crack? Like, if you're listening to this show and you gave it a four star, I think you should find a different podcast to listen to because you're smoking crack and we don't. Mm-hmm. Like, seriously, like, I'm not trying to talk shit, but watch this match out. <laughs> And tell me that this is a Look good for match. 32 just, minutes. I'm, I'm tell sorry, me this I'm is a four star match. Somebody, please call 1347 Call the fuck in and tell me how this is a four star match to people. Tell me. This sucked. This is fucking atrocious. Who this gave it four? This is what. Go look at Grapple. I respect Grapple. And look at the ratings people are putting on this. Oof. This was horrible. It was horrific. So what are they seeing that, that obviously oh, your your knowledge will, will make you not can you, believe? Can what you this believe is. how this fifty-eight-year-old man works so hard? The motherfucker's turning colors like he's Shane McMahon because he's sweating <laughs> so hard. And and Kiyomiya's working down to his. This is a slap. How do you? How are you the reverse Dragon Gate? Yeah. How are you going to exactly? Oh. I was about to say. The guy that you know, this is the time to build or to put the uh, the strap on him with Chiyazaki. You know, of course, going out. You know, I'm assuming it was after this event, right? Mm-hmm. Where you know he's going to be out for quite some time. Shoulder surgery, I believe. Of course, that was nagging him dur- during the um, during last year's Grand Prix. So uh, many Grand Prix. And one, thank you. I knew I knew there was a, a PWS uh, crossover there. I, I, but, just said, uh, I just said to uh, like do the heel the the, ref, the 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 manager shoehorn in just to help out. Like you're you're right there. <laughs> you're all over that shit. <laughs> you're tight. You're ready. <laughs> but um, I again, you know, Muta should. I don't think Kiyomiya should have been the challenger right away. 
I, I think this was the guy that should have been your second or third defense, you know, where you put Muto not in 30-plus-minute matches unless you're doing a 25-minute oh stare down. Um, especially with Iron Hedge, you know, being prone to that, that type of style. But, uh, yeah, Kiyomiya, that's your guy, your third of hell, maybe even your second defense where, where you see him win the championship and then build up to Shizaki saying, okay, I might have lost to the great Muto, but or Muda, you know, whatever you have it there. But I'm coming after your your Emerald Fusion and and taking what's mine, you know, some some BS like that instead of just you know, hey, we're gonna bury this guy yet again. Yeah, I get it. He's 24 years old, but there's no learning or teaching within a style of a match like this when it's only going to put his stock lower. Now, I love, uh, you know, Takashita from DDT and Kiyomiya, you know, my God, give me that match. But with the upcoming, you know, Wrestle Universe Festival Palooza, the interpromotional within Wrestle Universe, DDT, of course, and and, and Noah Mbasara, I don't want to see a tag match with those guys, but it just seems like they're relegated just due to where they're at within the company at this present moment. But with that, you know, thing, give us the one-on-one. These are your crown jewel pieces within both of these companies. And they're way, way more deserving than just a standard tag match. And so with Kiyomiya, you build him, put him in some, you know, kind of mid-card, you know, matches. And, and, you know, during Muto's second defense, you have, you know, Kiyomiya get a big win and then say, hey, I think this is my time. I am going to take back what is mine and put honor where I did not put it before. Alex, there's people that are saying, like, man, Kiyomiya lost again to Muto. You know what they're going to do is they're going to have Kiyomiya managed to get one more chance, and then he's going to win it in his third, third attempt. Oh, it's a great story. Tell me how it's a great story that your, your future ace, your, your, your guy who's going to be your, your star for the next 20 years, yeah. needs three. Because let's not forget that he lost to him to even get the shot. Like, you mean to tell me that you're gonna that Kiyomiya needs three opportunities to beat a fifty eight year old man? No, it's stupid. I don't want to no. see Kiyomiya beat him though. If Kiyomiya beats, him, I'm gonna go. Ah, cool. <laughs> right? Okay, cool. Glad like he's know. lost the luster because it's like, all right, well, it's just obvious that he's gonna win. Oh, where just just a trope, man. Get out of here with this. Dog shit, like just annoying. I, I, like I'm, I'm so mad that I, that I watched this. It, it seems like you know where where we always say all Japan, which I, I think it's still true. The the depth of their roster, you know, is is severely lacking. Of course, you know now, and that was even pre-COVID. You know, we would say with all Japan, it's like, oh well, really, they have like four wrestlers. Where now it seems like Noah, you know, for legit, you know, challenges and championship opportunities that are not on ad nauseum repeat that we've seen since 2018. I mean, what else is there for Noah? Who's going to be, you know, Muto? Well, here we already got Nakajima. I mean, is Muto really going to hold this belt for six plus plus months until Shiozaki comes back? That's that's where we're going to get wild because I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. So after the match... 
Masa Kitamiya, who just got done showing us a week ago bleeding yeah. from his head as the most badass human being in this company, comes out and destroys Muda with his finish. Really? Basically saying, I'm next. About nine seconds after that happens, as Kita Mia is leaving the ring, Muda's fucking standing up and asking the rep to put the belt on him. What? So he no-sells that? Pretty much. He laid there for about half a second, rolled over, and was like, huh, and then just stood up like nothing happened to him. It was like it was like that Austin Aries match in Impact or TNA, whatever, yeah. whatever the hell it was yeah. at that time. Muda just pins takes him the pin and gets up. Yeah. Fucking, he smokes Muda, stands over him like, yeah, I'm coming for you, bitch. And then he leaves, and then Muda's like, all right, can you just put the belt back around my waist, please? I'm like, Why does he need to wrestle? He, I, I sent you that Japanese wrestlers in commercials link, and he was in like 80% of them, him and Baba. So it's just like, uh, why, why wrestle? You got that commercial money, right? It's just, it's, it's just, it's, oh, God. I, I, so that was, that was the uh, great voyage in Fukuoka. Uh, then we're going to move on to the big Noah the Infinity 2021. This was a cork and haul here. Ooh. 678 in attendance. Excuse me. We had uh, Congo, How Neo and Tadasuke defeated Sushi Katoge, Kai Fujimura, and Yasu Takayano. Uh, Yuya Susumu defeats Jimmy O'Hara. We then had uh, Hikoto Adaka and Nosawa Rongai defeat Full Throttle, uh, Seiki Yoshioka, and Yohei in two and a half minutes. Mm. Uh, so, yep. So, juniors being juniors as per normal in this flipping company. Juniors being juniors. <laughs> Uh, then we had the uh, Funky Express, Muhammad Yone and Shuhei Taniguchi, uh, coming off of the boring-ass Yone and Saito match, defeating oh, yeah. the Anti-Wrestlers Alliance of Akatoshi Saito and Masao Inoue. So we had to watch that again. Uh, Sugeragun members, uh, Kendo Kashin and Takashi Sugera, defeat Naomichi Marafuji of the M's Alliance and Yuko Miyamoto, making two pistols own. Uh, I really hope Sugera never gives uh, Kashin... Uh, any of his corgis to watch because I'm sure he'll, you know, botch that as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, Six-man tag action. Uh, this is pretty good. Katsuki Nagajima, Mas- uh, Manabu Soya, and Masakita Mia defeated Kenny Okada, Osamu Nishimura, and Yoshiki Inamura. Kenny Okada, I think, is going to be really good one day. And Osamu Nishimura, while he's almost like, I still think he throws the most stiff European uppercut ever, so I will always mark what he's in the ring. Uh, junior heavyweight title match Stinger uh, Hayata and Yoshinari Ogawa successfully against Isuke Harada and Juta Miyawaki. And in have we seen that match like five times within the last year? Uh, probably, but with Katoge instead of Miyawaki when they were moving okay. on tag. But yes, I mean, I'll just be simple and just say yes. That's probably all I need to say. Uh, then you made event uh, Kano, uh, your national champion, running through the the team of shooters uh, against Ironhead Fujita, except Fujita defeats Kano in 1914 to become your new national champion. So wow. now we have Keiji Muto at 58 um, and former three-time IWGP heavyweight champion 30 years ago almost. Uh, <laughs> <big> Ironhead <laughs> Fujita. Wow. So I don't know. I have no flipping idea. What, what is Noah doing? I'm assuming... I'm assuming that 
Where do we put Noah in our top promotions this 2020? Because I might want to rescind my vote. They were the like, top two? three, I think. Yeah. Um, I, I, um, I'm wondering if this means that Masaki Tamiya and uh, Katsuhiko Nakajima are going to end up losing yeah. the tag titles to Scott Norton and Bob Sapp. Because it huh? seems like all we do is just bring back oh. uh, early or late nineties, <laughs> early two thousands fucking IWGP chip. Kano and, and not only did Fujita beat Kano viciously, but like awesome. he beat the shit out of him for like the last oh. five minutes straight, and then just power bombed him and pinned him. Isn't that Kano's gimmick where he's like oh. ice in his veins, well, cold blooded as hell? All the shooters. Um you know what the dude with the leather jacket? I don't know why I can't think of his name. Um, that's in Sugara. Daredevil Derek Fury. Yeah, that guy. You know he, he runs through all. You know Sakuraba. You know Kendo Kashin. You know because he's a shooter for some dumb fucking reason. But then he gets Ironhead and he loses. And then after it's over, Ironhead stablemate Takashi Sugara shakes his hand and, and announces he'll be the opponent. So we're gonna have Sugara good members explode. And then they posed together. Did I, by the way, this company? Yeah, that that's that sounds atrocious. And I was gonna post a picture of a Noah gimmick, uh, a part of Congo. Is it? Did my eyes deceive me? But is one uh, for uh, FKA Hakushi a part of that stable now? Oh, he might. They should not. I mean, you might. I mean, sure. I'm going to try to find this picture, but it was a meme. It was like when your dad joins you and your friends. And I was like, it's like, I don't get it. I was like, wait a second. That's Jinzei Shinzaki. I'm sorry. I'm actually eating. So do we need someone from fellow Russell universe? Is this the time where we get a DDT guy, you know, kind of like AEW, in New Japan, at Impact has done where other people from other companies are winning a different company's championship. Do we get then something along the lines of a Takashita challenging either Iron Head or or Muto, or maybe someone from Dam- Damnation to challenge either of them you know, for their their? Now you mentioned that, and it kind of makes me a little intrigued. And maybe you know, I was like, oh, maybe something like that could happen. Um, as of right now, we have a couple things announced. Um, on June sixth, twenty uh, June sixth of this year, Cyber Fight Festival twenty twenty one. DDT versus Noah, Kanosuke Takashita and Yuki Ueno taking on Kaito Kiyomiya and Yoshiki Inamura. Mm-hmm. Um, also, that's a tag have, match. Where I'm like, really? That's what you give us? I think they should have just did Takashita and Kiyomiya. Oh, totally. That's yeah. Ex- they, exactly. need, they need Inamura to take the pin. Uh, then we get a we get like a young boy special, which is kind of tight. Kinyo Kata, Yasu Takigata, and Juto Miyawaki taking on Yukino, Keigo Nakamura, and Toi Kojima. Keigo. So they're going to be running a um, DDT versus Noah show. So do we get champion versus champion? Is this a, is this a Survivor Series esque type of uh, promotion? Oh, <laughs> I see your thing. You said that when your dad joins you and your friends. <laughs> they were in the right colors. 
Nakajima's just sitting on the table, buckling, like, whatever. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. That's, so Noah's that's, your your least favorite company at the moment. I am all like, of professional wrestling. Trash, bro. I don't see what the point. Like, and I, I like, and, and I've heard somebody say to me, "Well, you know, it's limited fans, so it's COVID, so they're trying something because they're still going to sell it anyway." No, no. This is the time you try new things. Like as much as I hated evil. At least they tried something different with a young talent. Mm-hmm. This is the complete opposite. <laughs> Your champions are all the senior citizens. What if VKM is secretly fun? Well, no, there it is, cyber agent. Never mind. I was going to do a joke. It's like maybe Vince is secretly funneling money to Noah to say, we're going to, you know, this will be our NXT Japan base. But. Oh, God. It just seems like uh, some some craziness is going on with, with that there. Who's booking that ish? Is it Tajiri Yish? <laughs> nope, no saw a wrong guy. But no, Noah. I, I had that dinner at some smash this beef jerky. Um, all of them had though. No, you mentioned Tajiri. Really quick, though, I don't know what's worse. Falsy, uh, the multiple falsies per match, even when you have below mid-carters wrestling each other now. Super kicks. You know, of course, the whole, you know, slapping of the leg there. Or, I hate to say it, but all these goddamn unsanctioned slash hardcore slash death matches that we have seen within the last, I don't know, since the last show that we did on the 1st of of March here. (laughs) That already another one got announced for whatever the hell NXT is calling their nine-day takeover special during Mania (laughs) Week. Nine-day. As it was announced, one of the big feuds will be an unsanctioned match where one of the uh, wrestlers' girlfriends also just participated in an unsanctioned match. But I will say, the best out of all these unsanctioned hardcore matches were neither of those, Ryan. It was kudos to the two gentlemen that wrestled for the All Japan Death Match. Yeah, with the badass blonde mohawk he was sporting against uh, Champ Jun Kasai, the television <laughs> title. Yeah. Woo, I even had the little one watch this match because it was uh, the day after we were going to do the show last week. It was the day after the uh, unsanctioned match on Dynamite, on St. Patty's Slam, whatever the hell they were trying to dub with the holiday there. Um but my God, I know I, I just found out recently Ishikawa was a deathmatch wrestler. I believe you, you notified me, especially with the markings on his body there. But when he came out with that cross and like the nails and like everything on it, and then like I think that was Kasai, but but when he was coming out with the board with the barbed wire and like just everything was just placed so meticulously. 
throughout the match, you're like, well, when's this glass, you know, sheet going to get, you know, broken through? When is this barbed wire table going to be utilized? What about this cross with the nails already sticking out? I'm pretty sure every weapon was utilized within the first, like, seven minutes. And that's everything that we want in a death match. Uh, explosions or not or sparkling of attention that all Japan made within, you know, the, this this battle of guys where Ishikawa, of course, was going after Kasai. Uh, of course, I don't speak the language, but I'm pretty sure he's saying, I am the new king of the death match. But, man, the brutality, I want to say hell. Even the beginning, Ryan, I'm sure you noticed the dig at Noah by when they were doing the walk around and the fake out of, you know, even just the touching to start off with not even a collar and elbow, just even the hands, you know, and whatnot that, that happened for like the first five or six minutes, which I thought was awesome. Um, but Kasai uh, just mad respect his master, his mastery of what he can do with these, uh, with these sort of matches here. And I could see why he is the king of the death match all over the world, worldwide. Uh, but yeah, this was fantastic. And they know how to utilize the thumbtacks. That's for sure. Uh, this was, this is bad. Rocked, man. Like tubes. This, this, man. by the way, just announced today too. Um, the show will also feature the cyber fight. We'll have a GHC heavyweight and a KOD openweight title defense. Um, Ooh. They just don't have opponents yet. And it will be at Saitama Super Arena, too, so they're renting out the big boy. Uh, man, dude, Ishikawa and Kasai was so good. God, they were. And that spot when he, he had Kasai on the apron... Or on the mm-hmm. the ramp, oh, yeah. And he 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 charges the running, yeah, over the top rope through the damn pane glass. <laughs> the running power bomb, just yeah. Oh my god! And then they then they do another. This is spot. after copious <laughs> amounts of blood had been lost by both men. By the way, <laughs> he he puts a glass pane table over Ishikawa and goes to the top <laughs> rope, flashing through it. Ishikawa did the fuck that shit. I'm out and crawled out. Slithers out. Yep. Went to superplex him on it. Instead, Kasai shoots him off on through it. So now he breaks through the thing. Kasai hits the splash, and Ishikawa then converts to roll him into a small package. Kasai kicks out, so then he just starts rolling him around the glass in a like small package. Oh yeah. Oof. Oh, it was dude. It was so tight. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was definitely that that power bomb spot was was pretty damn cool. But also, what was the uh, the dig there? And uh, I believe it was what two AW where where Shuji Shikawa staples the picture. Was, I'm assuming the president of two AW yeah. to the head of Jukai. <laughs> It could be. It might have just been like a little inside joke since they were using Two AW's arena for their their weekly show. Oh man, talk about an Easter egg. That was uh, <laughs> that was pretty damn funny. That that's for I, sure. I no, but and then Kasai, where he's doing, you know, again breaking Japanese tables, you know, just just splashing onto the outside there. 
I mean, this was everything you want. The brutality, the stiffness. It wasn't, you know, overrushed. It wasn't sloppy at all, which, you know, usually you would think in a match like this it would. This was a a match worthy of its own T-shirt. This was a match that was that was definitely worthy of being what what did they dub it the single match event the single match death match mm-hmm. or, or whatever they're calling yeah. it and it was it was just awesome and and the respect at the end you know Kasai hands in the belt just gets you know Shikawi's like you know get the bleep out of my ring and and he followed suit and uh, unfortunately I, I think that might have been Kasai's. Uh, you know, kind of uh, tenure with all Japan at the moment, but uh, oh, great yeah. TV title run that is for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that 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 same show. Whether they, I don't think they aired it, but that was, I think they meant to air it differently. But that was the show I think that had the awesome Jake Lee heel work where oh, he's telling Koji because they're both in Shinkiba, mm-hmm. and Jake Lee's like, "Come on, man, hit him, hit him, Iwamoto," and Iwamoto's like, "Screw you, asshole." And he like open hand slaps Jake Lee. Jake Lee just starts laughing hysterically, and then just shit cans Iwamoto, still laughing at him. I'm like, yes, Jake Lee, let's go. I've been waiting for this. Charisma, charisma, finally. Um, so I'm really good stuff. Shiva again with another title offense. Great stuff with the uh, Hikaru Sato. All Japan had some 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 good shows. Um, I think tonight, or it just happened, was uh, Suwama and uh, Yoshitatsu. <laughs> what, is Tatsu going to be the one? Oh, my God, I hope not. I hope they I didn't just work them. myself oh, into this a was on the 21st. This is on the 21st. Uh, you know, but it, it's one of those weird things where it seems like Suwama and Tatsu always have this, like, Awkward chemistry that works. Like I hope Suwama just beats the shit out of him like he did. I mean, I'm I'm always game for that. <laughs> and obviously, we had the awesome extreme purple haze tag match. Uh, Yuma Aoyagi getting the victory over Zeus in that one. So all Japan, the Dream Power Series, uh, really good run, really good run by these guys. So that was fun. Um, I mean, and and I and you know we talk about how great the the. Ishikawa Jun Kasai match was, and I, and I say that while still giving a little bit of praise here because obviously Ishikawa and Kasai had a banger, but a lot of people put over Britt Baker Thunder Rosa their unsanctioned lights out match, which whatever the stipulation's dumb, but it, it's I get what they're trying to do, so I'm not mad at it. But the I I went I went four stars on this match, and I had mm-hmm. somebody somebody said to me. How could you only give that four stars and not like arguably the match of the year? And I said, <laughs> I said, I I get where you're coming from, and I understand where, why this will get match of the year votes. People will vote this high. Uh-huh. This is going to this is going to rate very high, and I get it, and I'm not mad about that. But it was sloppy at times. Mm-hmm. Um, that Death Valley driver, in- we could have seen two injuries. If Thunder Rose match, I can I can sometimes forgive that though. I will say mm-hmm. that, which I agree. And, and going back to that 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 Death Valley driver off the top through the table spot, I I totally understood that, and I was like, oh, maybe I did have my my rose colored goggles on, and I'm, my I'm like, June Kasai hey, goggles. 
you know, it's, it's like watching Batista do the Batista bomb. I'm like, he's going to break his flipping ankle. <laughs> like, it just scares me watching that kind of shit. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm envisioning Psycho Sid all over again. But I said, look, let's, let's be honest. One, if Britt Baker didn't hit a gusher, people wouldn't have talked about it as much. Which the ladder was never near her for her to no, be. No, it wasn't. That was her going, no, all right, I haven't done her. Before. Let's, let's see what happens the first time I blade. And then she just, <laughs> oh, that was a little deep. <laughs> you know, so like. Oh, you mean the whatever. second time? Like her first shirt with her bloody face, you know, bloody face? Wait, but that like was eight eight months nose. ago? Yeah, like that was her nose. That wasn't like. Oh, uh, gotcha, gotcha, yeah. Yeah. But like, so I mean, like, you know, I get it. And the aesthetics behind that was really cool. But if she would have gigged the same as Thunder Rosa, it would have looked like shit. It would have looked like two mm-hmm. people who didn't know what the hell they're doing blading. Now, I respect the hell out of their work ethic. That's part of the reason I rated it, you know, full-on notebook matches. They worked so damn hard and had so much passion for what they were mm-hmm. doing. Damn right they deserve that rating. But, you know, what I said to this person, I'm like, you can't even tell me that that's the best match you watched all weekend. And they're like, well, tell me something that was better. I said, well, Osprey, Zack Sabre Jr. might have been a five-star match. And, and they, they immediately stopped going, yeah, that was, that was actually really good. Like, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, I understand the initial hype behind it, and I don't mean to penalize these women for it, because that's not what I'm trying to do. But as somebody who's seen women do hardcore matches, this was not Shark Tashuya and uh, Megumi Kudo from FMW. That was a way better hardcore match than this. I've seen Brandy Rhodes take thumbtacks in a match at WrestleMania weekend. So I've seen mm-hmm. women in America take this stuff. But this was still really good. But my biggest point is, if you're giving this match of the year nods because, you, you know, these two women didn't have to go out on a Wednesday and do what they did, you're now classifying them as exactly what they don't want to be. Mm-hmm. They don't want to be considered, oh, I'm going to give them bonus points because it's women. They want to be considered equals with anybody else doing the same type of match. And that's the reason I can't overly, like, yeah, if you want to go, oh, man, women don't do that. Okay, you're right. Let's give it four and a half. Let's throw roses at their feet. But that's not what it is. This is people who want to be considered in the same pantheon as Ishikawa and Kasai, you Mm -hmm. know, flipping a day later. And so if you're going to put them in that category, which they belong in, because to me, wrestling, you know how much I love Joshi. Like, wrestling Mm -hmm. is wrestling to me. I would put Mayu Iwatani in the same list as men if we, you know, if it was done that way, because she's that good. Mm -hmm. Julia, I think, charismatically, is that good. Mm -hmm. So, no, this was not better than Kasai and Ishikawa. Sorry. Oh, God, no. You know, I went four and a half on this match. This is a four-star match. This is a definite notebook match. Don't tell me. You're not giving them bias special treatment if you think this was better than Osprey Zack Saber. But do you think it's because of the historical aspect, the first main event match, uh, you know, on on Dynamite, or you know, again the the I think what what I enjoyed about it was the culmination of of this feud that that's been happening for months. You know, Rick Baker being hurt. You know, I I, I thought you know I, I watched the match I think two and a half times. Uh, a lot of rewinding back on spots again. The the little one, she was watching it live with me, and mm-hmm. to see her reaction and to see her put down her Roblox on her Chromebook and be like, "Okay, I'm gonna watch this match," where she sets down her laptop, watches it, 
And it's like, oh, well, what's this? And who? She's bleeding. And oh my gosh. And oh my God, are those tacks? And she, her covering her face, like, I can't watch this part. I can't watch this part. So to see her reaction, I was like, this is cool. This is giving fans, you know, and let's be real, because it's important. Female fans, okay, mm-hmm. I can maybe gravitate towards this because there was wrestling into this match. But again, I had to explain to her the plunder factor of this, you know, the, the different areas and the aspects um, you know, on what they were doing on certain spots. And, you know, I had to explain to her what bleeding was, you know, at 10 year I was mm-hmm. like, Oh, by the way, this is what she did. Um, because I laughed. Cause I was like, the ladder was nowhere near her. Like it just bounced and, and slingshot it off of air. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, please. Do- oh, you're you're working that spot. Oh, no. Oh, wow. That That's a gusher. You're really so, working it out. Yeah. I was like, oh, boy, you're, you're really trying to get this put, uh, you know, over. But, uh, no, I, I think from that aspect, I, I, I put it like four and a quarter, you know. Totally fine. Just because I, I thought this was a, a, a pretty damn good ending to a feud. This is what you want. When you're fighting someone in real life and you have animosity towards that person and it builds and builds, it's not going to be a perfect effing boxing match. It's going to be sloppy. People are going to be slipping. You're going to try to get someone in a headlock. You're going to try to do this and that. And that's exactly what was happening in this. You might grab a bag full of thumbtacks and use that on this person in a bar or a glass or something along those lines. So I get it. (laughs) We've all been there. Um, It was a good spot. But it's just, yeah, for for saying it's one of the best matches, I thought Omega and and Moxley, you know, at Revolution uh, just a few days prior, um, or maybe it was a little earlier than that. But anyways, you know, I thought they had a a great hardcore, you know, Japanese death match. Of course, minus the ending. Forget the ending. I thought the story they told was tremendous and maybe Mm -hmm. a step up more than Thunder Rosa and Dr. Britt Baker. Uh, but again, I, I thought those two did a hell of a job and, and should get all the kudos and hopefully land more eyes. But unfortunately, uh, they lost many, many viewers and was one of the lowest uh, you know, rated segments in a long, long time, which is which sucks, very, very important. That's almost a flop then. Which yeah, stinks. which is so unfortunate. But and like and that's what I'll say too. Like if you want to look at the impact of what that does for the scene and the moment it made, yeah, it was one of the best moments of the year, and it's 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 something that could change the you know the spectrum of how women's wrestling looked like in, in a little bit of a limelight. But mm-hmm. as somebody who does this, you know, you know, we we do this for more than a hobby at times, and you have to be objective. And in that aspect, I can't go higher than a four. I'm fine with four and a quarter. Like, that's not even a yeah. bad thing. I'm with you on that. But I, just, and I, don't, I don't even rate that. matches like that. But yeah. it was just like, oh, I'd watch it again. Because it was a, a fine 20, 21-minute match. But, you know, I, I would watch it again, honestly, like down the line. Yeah, heck yeah. Nothing wrong with that. It's just like, you know, I've seen people putting it in. This is one of the best, you know, hardcore matches in the U.S. ever. And I'm like, this is nowhere near angle Shane McMahon as one of the first ones that comes up. By it. You know what I mean? Like, you can go yeah. on the list this of wasn't matches. Even, I mean, was it, was it above Raven, Kane, and the big show at WrestleMania 17? Celebrating Wrestling the 20th wise, anniversary? Probably not. probably not, no. <laughs> the golf cart. <laughs> 
the 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 OG golf carts. Uh, but, uh, but that's spot the thing that, that that separated this match from a lot of those matches is their work ethic was second to none in this match. Yeah. Like they worked so flipping hard that that's why I respect them to give them a notebook rating. What was cool is is the little one after the match. And we're, you know, kind of talking. We probably didn't watch it live. We're probably like a half hour later. But um, I remember her saying, she was like, wow, I really want to know what they look like after the match. Which I thought was cool. uh, Video after. And and then I I found the video. She she was already in bed. Uh, But I I posted it on on the, the WrestleCast Facebook page, which like us on Facebook, WrestleCast Radio and Strong Style Media, of course. Um, But I showed her the video the next day and she was like, whoa, that's cool. And of course, you got Britt Baker yelling about, I want five stars. Tell Meltzer to give us five (laughs) stars. And he didn't even give us five stars. But um, (laughs) you have four and three quarters. But the other thing, too, was, you know, that, that she was still kind of, you know, invested in that. And then, again, I showed her Ishikawa and, and Junkasai. I was like, you really like that match? Check this out. You know, trying to give her, you know, like, chase the dragon with this. So, you know. Which oh, God, go. see, we didn't even talk about how Kasai breaks a, a razor blade board in half and throws half of it to Ishikawa. Oh, yeah. So they just back and forth <laughs> beat each other with it. That's right. And Ishikawa's head's turning red instead of blonde. I'm like, ah, oh, he died there. He wanted to get some color in it. Like, jeez, guys. But um, no, I I will say, I mean, I, I I thought these two were tremendous. But again, I, I will say that agreed. along the lines of, of John Moxley and Kenny Omega at Revolution and their Japanese exploding barbed wire death match that, that they had. Sparklers aside, you know, I, I thought that was one of the better matches. Main event. Uh, especially with this iteration of the cleaner, um, I, I think is a great antagonist for, for many, many uh, in, in wrestling at the moment. Um, oh, what was I going to ask you? Oh, how come Tony Khan, when he, when he was cutting a couple of these promos on these shows, like Dark and stuff or Elevation or whatever it is, looks like that promoter from Dark Side of the Ring who was on like crack. Oh, from UWF? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, this dude's out of control. Can you imagine you're going to have to face him in nine days, nine more days, and <laughs> nine days. Um, Alex, we don't, we don't have a ton of time left in our normal feed. We kind of cleaned through a lot of good shit here. Um, so, so, I mean, revolution, it's all said and done. We've all seen the memes. We've all seen the jokes. Overall, I would say it's not on par of last year's revolution. Of course, with that tremendous nine-star tag match. Got so many damn stars. Uh, But, of course, we got the surprise, uh, you know, Maki Ito debut within AEW, uh, you know, in that that pre-show tag match teaming with the doctor, Britt Baker, uh, which I believe they did defeat Riho and Thunder Rosa, uh, in that match, but the Bucks and Jericho and MJF, I thought was a tremendous opener. Honestly, tremendous meaning, you know, uh, if I had to do a star rating, I would give this about four and a quarter. This was a really fun four. match. 
I, I thought this was good for the heels, especially what would happen a few days later. Of course, the Bucks getting the victory, retaining the AEW uh, World Tag Team Championships there. Um, of course, we have the Casino Tag Team Royale. I'm pretty damn sure that match and teams are still coming down, uh, Ryan. <laughs> God. I was not a fan of this. A lot of people were loving this match, but it's just like I've seen these tag teams ad nauseum in like 10-man or 20-man or whatever matches uh, that they have on Dynamite with all these guys, and it just doesn't seem fresh. It's like we've no. seen all these guys. The best part was Phoenix and Jungle Boy at the end. Oh, gotcha. But that, that was, was the last two minutes out of like yeah. the 90 minutes. Oh, uh, you know, it seemed like uh, dragged on. Was, you know, natural yeah. nightmares, dark order, proud and powerful, Sidell's dark order, gun club, varsity blondes, bear country, jungle express, butcher and blade, private party, SCU, death triangle, Yawn. dark order. Yawn. <laughs> How many dark orders? There was like four dark orders. There was three dark orders. The QT Marshall gimmick I thought was pretty fun, you know, kind of in the beginning there where he was kind of getting mad at everyone. Uh, just because of listening to that uh, un- unfiltered or ever AEW podcast, I, I kind of gained a little little respect for that guy, uh, QT Marshall there. Um, AEW Women's Championship match. I'm intrigued to hear your kind of thoughts on Rio Mizunami challenging Hokuro Shida which I was really looking forward into this match and I was not disappointed, but I was not, you know, uh, you know, going home telling the masses along this match. What did you think of this Joshi match? Three and a quarter. I mean, they worked hard, but it was kind of sloppy at times. Like I'm starting to, I'm starting to get that same feeling that I have with Riho with Hikaru Shida that, I don't like. I feel like at times she's not as good as everyone puts her up to be. Do you think it's more going through the motions and not trying something different, or or what do you think it might be? I don't know. I can't really put my finger on it because I still think there's talent in there. She can do a lot, but mm-hmm. like it just this was just like a TV match, you know. the The next three matches were just like whatever to me. Like oh yeah. The Kip Sabian and Miro versus Chucky T and Orange Cassidy. I don't give a shit. Was that like two seconds? He was bleeding from his ear, wasn't (laughs) it? And then Paige and Matt Hardy. I don't give a shit. If if you were to cut three minutes, I I probably would. This this was fine. I, I I thought you know especially the. The finish there with the buckshots, uh, you know, Lariat, where, you know, Private Party helps out Adam Page as he kind of gets knocked off. They, you know, catch him, throw him back onto the apron, and then, of course, the buckshot Lariat for the win there, where he gets his first quarter earnings, which is the weirdest effing storyline that I've heard. And then Dark Order spent it all on being the lead. I can't wait till he's the guy to beat Kenny Omega uh, in 2022 for the title. That'll be fun. Uh, the, I'll yep. tell you this, Alex. Next match, my uh, my the guy that's kind of slowly becoming my my like breakout star of the year, man. I love Max Caster, man. <laughs> I love this dude. When he said you're gonna, he's take a young technical I- legend, isn't he? He goes, he goes, you're about to take more shots than Lady Gaga's dog walkers. I'm like, God, you can't say that. Jeez. <laughs> hey, he lives. Now, my problem with this match is they do this stupid angle where Cody gets hurt. 
and he goes to the back, and now you know he's not going to stay in the back. So now you got to now everything in the match means nothing to me yeah. because I know he's still coming back. And then he's standing in the in the the entryway, and you can see him. And I'm like, what is what are you guys doing here? Then he comes it's like Shaq back, jumping jumping out of the ambulance right away, and then and then he comes in. Goes for you know he immediately comes in and takes a huge bump. But then he goes for his cutter on Pentagon and Pentagon, one of the worst bumpers I've ever. Pentagon, what the hell, man? He he's taken he's taken cutters on his side. Like you're gonna break <laughs> your neck, dude. Like it's that loose spirit, man. I I went three and a half and I was being generous because I thought Ethan Page was had some cool stuff. I thought Archer was fun. I didn't care about Cody or Pentagon. I thought it was I thought it was a nice uh, little twist that it would look like a Sonic the Hedgehog mm-hmm. ring, um, and <laughs> I just I'm turning into a mark for Max Cast just so that helps. Yeah, congrats to Scorpio Sky for it. Hey, to no. nothing. Yeah, they just jobs anyway. <laughs> now, He's like, hey, I'm gonna lose and, and turn heel. So like, is SCU like pissed now or, or what's up? I don't watch. The YouTube shows, because they're like you, nine hours. You should, as I've said. You, did you watch, I can't remember, did you end up watching any Kingston and J.D. Drake? Yes, that was amazing. Okay. Yeah, Because I said God. he put J.D. Drake over right away when, after getting chopped, he just put him in a headlock. Kingston <laughs> did. And I was like, oh, he just put his ass over. I was like, that's brilliant. I, um, I, I'm ready for you to yell at me. Because Ethan Page is uh, having one of the worst debuts ever, uh, not only in that match, uh, and to no one, you know, kind of like knowing who he was, but also uh, his, one. I don't think it was his debut of Dynamite, oh, it was his debut on Dynamite, because NBA audio interfered and played <laughs> over him, as well as you could hear, defense, defense, and not only during his entrance, Ryan, but throughout his whole match and about, I believe, up to 15 minutes on live air uh, as the audio was spliced from an NBA game, and uh, I apologize all ego, but uh, hopefully things will pick up soon. Uh, Demetrius has reminded me, don't forget to take your victory lap on Ethan Page being the mystery guy. Thank you. Ooh. Call, call that was both obvious, Got both of them right. Um, yeah, Alex. thanks, Dirt Sheets. The next match, I went four and a half. This was the best use of a cinematic match I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Out of this era of these men. I loved this match. I loved it. This was so awesome. Did you hate I thought it? you were giving Jordan heat because he was mentioning, because me and Jordan were saying how this was the best cinematic out of all of them. No, and you then you're like, us popping in the in the living room here. No, I was popping. I was in it, man. This ruled. This was everything you want a cinematic match to be: obscene, obscure, uh, and, and you know, people falling from from very high high altitudes all the way down into an abandoned building where a wrestling ring right just in. happened to be. Um, <laughs> Like, how, and when Darby threw the, the bat and Sting catches it? Yeah. That was so I awesome. love the usage of the wall where they're just 
tossing dudes and cages lifting up, you know, Sting and throwing them against the wall. You're just like, oh, this is really, they, really they cool. They throw Darby Allen through the glass and, like, accidentally, but even better, it bounces off of his head a second time. Mm-hmm. He, he carries him up a flight of stairs as a suplex. Oh, that was awesome. Um, that was the, awesome. I'm, the, the the only two things I hated about this match that I I if these would have happened I might have went five. I'm not gonna. I lie. hated the commentary. Yeah, if you're gonna give me commentary, they get rid of the spooky fucking music. Mm-hmm. If you're gonna give me spooky music, then get rid of the commentary. Mm-hmm. You you can't have both. I would have been fine with the commentary if they not had the eerie. Ooh, randomness in the background. Like, pick an avenue. Ricky You're either... Starks driving in into this random studio soundstage. True, true. And that's the thing is, if if, you're, if that's the, the commentary killed take, it, then you can't you can't take two different lanes on this. You got to mm-hmm. pick one, and that's what hurt it. And the other thing that that I could not stop laughing at was the terrible edit of somebody else pretending to be Sting doing the Destroyer. And then it cuts to Sting landing doing the Destroyer on Ricky Stark. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> he went from like halfway in the air to suddenly being on the ground. It was like, wait, wait, what? How did you miss that? That camera cut was <laughs> Oh, but it was almost like so bad it was funny. It was very grindhouse esque yeah. uh the, this match and, and it's what it needed to be. Of of course reports showing uh that Darby Allen was uh one of the main creatives for this match, uh since he was a filmmaker, uh I don't know if he graduated or not, but he went to school for filmmaking. So I I, I thought this was, you know, the, the best of the best that we've seen. Um I have a soft spot for the Styles Taker one uh, and, and the Cena Wyatt from last year's Manias, but uh, I, I would definitely put this on top of the list. This will be a match uh, that I would watch again. Yeah, is this in your top oh, 20 of 2021 20, so far? Yeah, I'd go top 20. Definitely go top 20. I don't know if it's top 10, but this is really fun. This is, it was cool, man. It made this me was... tolerate Sting for 20-plus minutes. That's hard for me to do. Yeah, he looks better than Muda. Oh, what if we get that match? Oh, God. There's a rumor that Muda's supposed to be doing a match with Impact. Omega. With who? With Impact. So he is going to face Omega after he beats Rich Swan. Oh, man, please tell me Omega's going to become the GHC champion. And then I that's could... how he goes to DDT for the uh, the, the Russell Universe. Think of him against any of that that murderous row of guys in uh, Noah. Holy shit! Him and Cano. What do you think would happen in that match? Stiff City. Yeah, I'd be tight. But yeah, I mean that's that was that was the show. I mean, we already talked Omega Moxley a little bit. Um, what did you think of that match? What are your two stars? I went four and a half. I thought it was really good. I the finish was kind of whack. I loved when they were swinging the baseball bats at each other's like heads, and they're just. Exploding. I'm getting really tired of uh, Gallus and Anderson. By the way, 
I've never yeah, been I like the too. biggest because I was ruined of their their E tenure. Uh, of course, I don't know the the wonderful you know singles run of, of the machine gun there in New Japan, but uh, I like their podcast. I like their talking shop, you know, and all that that good stuff there. But uh, as a team, Gallows really never did anything for me. Even though you know when I would see some of their 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 matches, their tag matches in Japan or you know what what have you, but again to me they they do nothing uh and and it's just a and i get why they're there obviously you know they're supposed to be heel af but uh it, it's just getting annoying just like yeah. with the whole style aj styles thing you know with the e where you know it would help him win and do this and that and to me it just takes it out of what the bigger picture is supposed to be yeah i'm i'm over it i love carl anderson but i just don't care yeah like put them in singles matches. Like like I, g- give us Carl Anderson versus anyone on that roster, and I'd be no. I I will say I really liked on Impact or on, on Dynamite when they beat Kingston and Moxley, and the Bucks came out yeah. and made the save, and they're like, no, we're not too sweet. And you, would. I thought that was really good, like really good television, mm-hmm. and you could hear Kingston going, no, I give you in there with Mox. Like I, I love Kingston and Moxley. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh God, man. that that tan, that's like us uh, in our heydays in like twenty eleven. <laughs> yeah. Are you are you Eddie Kingston or am I Eddie Kingston? I think you because you have the personality. All right, yeah, you're, you're, Mox, you're the Kingston. Right. Yeah. So. God, you got you fun. got the stick, so so you're good. Um, only thing we didn't talk about is. I'm not going to lie to you. I really don't want to talk. I don't care. I don't... <laughs> if you want to talk about it, I'll it, was, it was like it was like watching a raw, which I have not done in like six months, maybe. Um, Shinsuke Nakamura, <laughs> Seth Rollins. That was a that was a standout. I enjoyed it was, that. It was it was fun, but who cares? Like this this continues to be my argument and I just don't know what it's going to take to get me out of this rut, but I'm just like, all right, you guys had a really fun match. Like, like I was all in on uh, Cruz and Big E and then I swear they screwed up, the, the, the ref fucked up the finish. Yeah. She counted three, four times? <laughs> so then, so then Cruz just murders Big E like three times after, which is funny though. Ooh-ha! Ooh-ha! Uh, Tag match was uh, too obvious where it's like, oh, these opponents at WrestleMania, can they coincide or win the the championships? Of course, you know, then they do the most cliche thing and and have Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks, you know, yell at each other and do this and that. And then Sasha slaps her and leaves. And it was it was just obvious. Nia Jax, just stop, stop it. Uh, But Shanna Baszler is tight. But as the little one says, I don't like her. And I'm like, she's doing her job. Uh, of course, after that, we got uh, Braun Strowman taking on Shane McMahon after he got gacked and slimed the preview. Oh, no, Shane Yo. was injured. So we got Elias, yeah. and I didn't watch. Right after that, of course, we you got the watch So you missed the, the worst, the thing that, that uh, the, the most laughable thing ever that this company has now done. The train? Yeah. When he runs Oh, I saw it last night. Oh, I saw it on Raw last night. It was Monday. Get the fuck out of here. You know what? Mm-hmm. When when 
when WrestleMania is done and they go back to the Thunderdome this time in the, the Yuan Ling Center at uh, FS or Florida, wherever they are, I would not be shocked if Vince just goes, I don't care if we go back to having fans. Seriously. He's making $3 billion now on these TV deals, and he doesn't need fans. Like, he doesn't need, he can control who gets cheered and booed. But we'll, we'll get to that point. We'll, we'll come back to that point after we talk the main event for the seventh time in, it seems like, three television tapings. Uh, we got another no holds barred hardcore uh, Irish Singapore Kane death match with Drew McIntyre taking on Sheamus. Of course, McIntyre getting the pinfall on Sheamus. As I thoroughly did enjoy this match, of course, some more lashings, more table crashings, more, uh, you know, getting thrown into the LED screens. I, you know, I, I was just over it because I saw this match in this type of style three other times, it seemed like, within the last two weeks. So, again, it was just something where, as, as I enjoyed it, Shave five minutes off, or don't give me the the Braveheart version of Drew McIntyre. It was not my thing. Of course, we uh, the dog shit that was Alexa Bliss and Randy Orton walked uh. into, except the fiend, of course, crawling from underneath the ring, his hand coming out, thus becoming a super shredder like burnt Chucky from the first child's play as of course the fiend was burned alive and Randy Orton did not serve any jail time or put the trial for that but the fiend is now burned of course the rumor now is maybe it's Bo Dallas Ryan what are your thoughts alright and of course the main event we'll get back to Ryan's point here I thought was a damn good match one of the best the E has done in quite some time. Roman Reigns defending his Universal Championship against Daniel Bryan for the chance to face the rated R superstar ratings <laughs> killer. Yes, you heard that right. Ratings killer, as Ryan pointed that out to me a few days ago. Edge. I thought this was a great match. Daniel Bryan needs to be the man because he was putting Reigns in his spot. He was saying, this is how we main event. This is what we do. And, of course, Reigns barking because no one's in the crowd, and you could just hear him talking a trash where it gets comical at times. Where he's like, respect me. Do that, bro, bro, bro. And I'm like, all right. Why do they always do it him when he's like, I, I, I have like a lockjaw grip. I'm not letting you go in his, in his holes. Yeah, I forgot what I texted you, but it was definitely during that part there. I was like, what is he getting the whatever Okada calls it? The money clip? And money I was like, clip. oh. But, I uh, am letting go. I was a vice grip, Brian. The vice, but okay, just shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> but, you know, Dan O'Brien, of course, bringing everything, especially, you know, after he was supposed to, you know, be inducted in the Hall of Fame, uh, apparently. But, uh, Putting on and showing why he is one of the best to ever lace up his boots. Uh, Told a hell of a story with Roman Reigns here. But, of course, the story is, as we get back to Ryan's point from a few moments ago, Edge coming in, getting irritated because he had to take the spot of the ref, which I didn't know the enforcer can make, you know, an official conclusion or, or finish to a match. But as the ref gets knocked out there, and Jay Uso runs and, you know, is kicking everybody and then, you know, gets, you know, edge out of the ring. 
and then, you know, chairs are flying and, you know, yada, yada. Uh, you know, Brian, you know, hits Edge with the chair. Edge, you know, kind of, you know, gets, you know, he snaps. Uh, and then, of course, uh, after Daniel Bryan gets Roman Reigns in the LaBelle lock or the Yes lock, what have you, Edge comes in or breaks it all up, hitting him with the chair, hitting Roman Reigns with the chair, uh, and then essentially just leaving the uh, the ringside there. Roman Reigns covers Daniel Bryan. We get the victory there. And, uh, and essentially, you know, this turns out where Edge makes the heel turn, which it's like, no, he's frustrated because he got fooled, and he's tanking ratings on each show that he's appeared to the lead-up to his choice of WrestleMania opponent. Just kidding, Edge. We love you. Uh, but... Uh, you know, the rumor is this will be turned into a triple threat match, which I have no issue with. Daniel Bryan has headlined a WrestleMania in a triple threat, and it came out to his best uh, result there. So hopefully we will get another universal title win for him. But the rumor is, uh, you know, as, as McMahon had this penciled in for many, many months, Edge versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania apparently changed his mind turned to Edge heel because he was afraid with the live crowd, Ryan, that the fans <laughs> were going to finally cheer him. Yeah, they're going to cheer Roman and boo, uh, and boo Edge. And he's like, oh, it's the damn opposite. We told you that was going to happen. So now you got to attach this up again. I hope. And I still can't believe people, and, and again, it, it, it's detrimental to what we've been saying over the years, but especially with you bringing it, you know, all the way home, it doesn't matter about the wrestlers. It's just the brand. The people I saw in all these various wrestling groups saying, I got my tickets, I got my tickets. I wouldn't spend a dynamite price of $20, which I would go to a dynamite for $40, but I wouldn't spend that to go to a WrestleMania, even if you paid for my flight down to Florida, not even for the experience because they have two nights they have to fill and they have, I think six, seven or eight matches announced. And they're all just like, why isn't this on raw? Why isn't this on SmackDown? And what's the buildup? What's this or that? And it's just kudos to Bobby Lashley. Of course, one of the, the, you know, the championship over on Mondays, over there and, and what he's been doing with the Hurt Business, you know, everyone in the Hurt Business. But, Ryan, this is going to be goddamn awful to stomach. Two nights of Mania, one night of the <laughs> Hall of Fame, five nights of an NXT, NXT UK, whatever the hell evolves going to run. And, and it just, it's going to be batshit crazy. And I am <laughs> not looking forward to this. Alex, we need to uh, chat before next Thursday and see what we want to do about the collective. If we want to like, if we want to go, uh, like if we want to go half and half and buy the whole thing, if we want to just nitpick by, we got to figure it out. Sweet. For sure. GC dub. The only place Joey Janela can work, right? But yeah, that was Fastlane. I mean, it was, uh, like I told you before, you were like, oh, I watched Fastlane. I was like, oh, I only really plan to watch the main event. And then I felt really guilty. I was like, well, nope, Russell Gas Radio, the two fans out there, we, we got to review Fastlane. 
And then that was it. And I was more excited about talking this show than you were. So there's Roadblock for you. The last event to air on the WWE Network. (laughs) R.I.P. Sorry, I'm, uh, time is coming up here. Hey, 42 Uh, minutes, though. You'll be the, uh, the big (laughs) three-eight. What's on your wrestling wish list for the remainder of 2021? I should say for the remainder of your year, uh, of turning 38. Um, I just don't want to see KG Muto in the main in the main event anymore. He's gonna hold. He's gonna hold that until Chiyazaki comes back, right? You know that, right? Then, uh, no, this. Uh, so now the challenge is him. He he doesn't have that national anymore. See, and I get that. I mean, you know, okay, if that's the way they, the reason they took it off of him. Cool. And then maybe they do a unification match with. No, and, and Ironhead, Fujita. No, just just get off my lawn. It's <laughs> just frustrating. Just get off my lawn. I I am going to finally watch that Budokan Sardom show tomorrow. So I'll have that done finally. Yeah, I almost uh, sent a spoiler pick, so I'm happy I didn't. I was like, I don't know if you watched it. The I the only thing I know the only outcome I know is the Julia finish. Why? Because she's tight. Mm-hmm. And then I watched her wrestle uh, Goki on Death on the on the show after it. Nice. And she's found now. Yeah. <laughs> dead, dead. Damn, Goki I know some dead. stardom. <laughs> so that was pretty fun. But Alex, why don't you uh, plug everything away? I'm ready to go make another cocktail, cocktail and watch this Walter Drake Maverick. Hey, that's a hell of food to eat. Yeah, I'm really hungry. I had a long day at work. I got two days off that hopefully I can enjoy day two. We'll see. It depends if I'm sick from getting my vaccine shot. But I'm optimistic that it's, it's only going to sore my arm up and I'll be fine. That's what I'm hoping nice. that happens. But I'm all day because I don't want to be sick for Summit. Oh, yeah. No, it's usually if you're getting it tomorrow, I mean, you, you should be fine by, by Summit's runtime. I'm getting it at 6:30 p.m. tomorrow night. If not, just just tag me in and I'll uh, I'll just come run whatever. Let's go. I'd be like, I don't know what's going on, but hey! But you can check us out on Twitter where Ryan has been tweeting feverishly, especially lambasting what Noah underscore GHC has been doing. But follow us at Twitter. Of course, at WrestleCast, C-A-S-T underscore S-S-M. Again, at WrestleCast underscore S-S-M. Of course, like us, love us on Facebook, WrestleCast Radio. Uh, Follow us or like us or, hey, why not do both? Of course, review and subscribe over on Apple Podcasts. Please, please, please. We need the more reviews so we can break uh, that 100 since we're a little bit below the 100 wrestling podcast on Apple so we definitely need all the love uh, there. Of course, as Ryan mentioned, don't forget to uh, Friday night, 10 p.m. Central Standard Time, twitch.tv slash WrestleCast Radio Pro Wrestling Summit just ending their S1 Grand Prix, uh, which you can pick up the commemorative, uh, commemorative shirts over at ProWrestlingTees.com slash WrestleCast. 
uh, especially if you're listening to us live, which, hey, you probably aren't. But if you listen to us right on the morning of May 25th, you have until noon Central Standard Time to save 20% March off. March, well, March 25th. What did I say, May? Uh, <laughs> May March 25th. <laughs> Sorry, I was selling ads all day. No, I'm just kidding. But, um, but you could get that, peep that out. Uh, of course, love us, like us, subscribe, download wherever you pod your cast. But you have to search a strong style media. And then, of course, look for the wonderful orange S. Click that, of course, down or subscribe so you can get all the latest episodes, which I promise will not be 23 days uh, in advance, because especially by next week, we have Sakura Genesis to preview as well as a bunch of wrestling events. I'm going to have Ryan message me to watch. What's that? We got a preview collective next week. We got a preview Sakura Genesis next week. We almost need to try to oh, get so a the show collective in, like, is not during Mania. It's a week before, huh? Oh, we still have we have two. Okay, I thought, man, my days. Are yeah, so Mania is like what the twelfth. So we got yeah, to, we yeah, got yeah. Because next week Easter. That's right. But we got Sakura Genesis, which is dropping on Easter, which I'm very pumped about. Um, but, yeah, you're going to have to uh, send me a spreadsheet of all the next couple of shows. Uh, of course, we got Dragon Gate, uh, you know, the, the yeah, big uh, Friday. Shun, yep, yep. So we got the big Shun Skywalker and uh, Kazuma Sakamoto. Hopefully he'll bring R.E.D. some gold, but highly doubtful. But pretty damn good card uh, on the 27th. So we will definitely be back early and better than ever next week over here on WrestleCast Radio. But before we let you go, we want to wish the master, the president, the CFO, the CEO of Strong Style Media, WrestleCast Radio, Pro Wrestling Summit, SportsCast Radio, uh, and all the other shows that we have done in the past. Uh, Standing A-Count, whatever the wrestling show was before when you had like seven people on it. Uh, shout out to Half Pine. Shout out to Daredevil. Shout out to Elijah. What happened to that guy? I'm the true godfather. And shout out to Jay Nasty. But of course, <laughs> Mr. Technical Legend, thank you for anything and everything. Uh, happy birthday, man. We love you, you. We sir. appreciate you. And uh, hopefully we can start making money off of this damn thing in 2021. But any <laughs> parting words as you Exit year 37 there. I'm um, excited to enter the new year with Walter squashing a human being. It's a great way to do it, watching some challenge. And I feel like the, the best way to lead us out tonight is to play you how, how everybody just needs to be right now. You just need to have some, some good vibes, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy yourself. Have some fun. Do some good shit. We'll see you next time. We're going to see you Friday at the Summit, Eyes of March, 10 p.m., Walter Kento Miyahara, I bid you all adieu. <laughs>